Be sharp, had to stay on your toes. How's that impact you see in that picture? I think it impact me to be prepared to deal with y'all. If you come to me with some shit, I'm probably gonna see that. Time and time I climb this hill, I feel just like a lost one. Biggest misconception about being real is it don't cost none. Mickey Trees, you call a stranger your brother cause he fit the steeds. Every time that shit don't iron out, then you find out if he is indeed. Only time you hit me back. If I say, nigga, please, not to mention, this a clinic. If you must, then you may. If you touch, then you pay. Little Dutch, it's no more drama. Swear I feel like Mary J. Twin Towers look like Mary Kay and Ashley, but the black version. Went to see the Oracle, all she said was you have purpose. <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. The whole shit turned out. We sat down, reminisced until the whole spliff burnt out. Groovy baby, baby, it's the blue kid you heard about. They copying and pasting as I race to get the word out. He shoot like a sniper and he pass like he Rubio. Everybody want to eat when the rations running stupid low. Caught some wings and bought some things back to the coup to hold. You could trick a man, but you'll never ever fool a soul. That's just what I was told. All these niggas want to hang and a white man just provide the road. Niggas must have put a spell on my mind. Crew Season Podcast. We are back again. This is episode 101. Cieni Uno. Kenny T is in the building. OT is in the building. I'm here. And that silence you hear. Y'all would already smooth with that motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) He ain't here today. Nah, man, Smooth could make it today. He had, he, had some, he had some family engagements he got tied up in, man. But we back. This is 101. I am Detroit AC, another episode of the Crew Season Podcast. How you fellas doing on this glorious afternoon, man? Lovely, man. I'm ready to go outside. You feel like he swindled me. Well, I should be home. Smooth <laughs> should be up here. <laughs> he swindled me. Damn. That's how it goes sometimes. Well, since you're here, we got a loaded docket today. We got to tap into. Um... Recently, you know, the, the video that we posted, uh, well, we went, he had a live stream a couple of days ago. It was about a young lady that rejected a nuclear physicist on a dating show. Um, I'm going to play a clip of it. I want to get y'all response to it. Now, you know, me and O gave our response, so I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in hearing Kenny's response to this whole thing. And then we're going to kind of reiterate what it is that we said when we responded. But here we go. So I can make sure the uh, commercials and things. Oh. Oopsie. Oh. Oh, Lord. Make sure the commercials is off, man. This Get is this guy out of here. This is, this is what happens when it ain't on YouTube. It's why we what never have no money. You're reading? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was actually reading. Um, I, I ship out in a few days, so I was just reading The Art of Strategy. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, so actually, I'm a nuclear physicist for the Navy. No. So... I, I do that in a few in a few days. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Okay. How old are you? I am twenty-seven. 
I look a little young. I'm not. I'm not that young. Yeah, you look young. So, where do you live? Uh, so I'm actually in the Woodlands, Texas, right now. Um, right, right down there by Houston. I'm about 30 minutes away from Houston, so I'm a little close. Oh, nice. Okay, so tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, man, where do I start? Uh, I like uh, I like martial arts a lot. I did uh, a bit of pharmacy uh, back when I was a little bit younger, about two, three years ago. I got certified at pharmacy around when I was 17. Um, I didn't really do anything with it. I went to university for a while. I was getting like a business degree. So I have a bachelor's in business. And then I did um, pharmacy for a little while, for about three years, and then got bored. So I was like, eh, let's go see what the military has to offer. Didn't do anything. Um, got my, I did my PiCat about a year ago, got a 96 on that. It goes up to a 99, got a 96. They offered me nuclear physics, and I was like, why the fuck not? So I went there, and now I ship out in a few days. Oh, okay, nice. Well, best of luck as you ship out pineapples. Yeah. Why? Because he literally didn't tell me any qualities about himself. He's just like, I made a 96 on this. I did this. And I feel like I did that at first, too. But however, I need a man with some personality. You felt that quick? You know he didn't have personality? Yes, I'm really good at reading people. Okay. <laughs> Thoughts? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, just first thoughts, just right off the top of your head. Uh, you knew that wasn't going to work. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. Nah, they lingo wasn't even right. They wasn't even going. They wasn't going to deal. But, uh, I mean... The fact that she said he didn't give me any qualities about himself. But I mean, I did the same thing. I was like, well, don't use that as an excuse. Just right. be real. Be honest about it. You want a future or something, whatever you, whatever it is. Y'all just don't. Y'all just ain't vibe. I mean, it is what it is. Which again, once again, just context here. Shout out to Jaleel, as a matter of fact, because like I say on our live streams, he called in to clarify, you know, her, her feelings. And when she came up and explained it, it made a little more sense. But, you know, I still stood on what it was, what my initial assessment was. And I didn't have a problem with uh, curving the dude. That's, that's not what I got a problem with at all. My problem is the reasoning. Because, <laughs> again, it's like Kenny said, you contradicted yourself with the reasoning. And... If we just gonna keep it G, anybody watching that video would just see as soon as he opened his mouth and said three words, he was like, nah, I'm cool. This nigga yeah, corny as hell, I'm good. Nope. So it is it's that aspect of it. Now, if that's the case, just call that. Call the spade a spade. Look, man, he's, he's you know his personality type, I could tell it's just not in line with mine. We don't necessarily we ain't gonna jail that way. So I'm I'm good. But when you get the time, I said, Well, I didn't really hear anything about his personality. Well, he gave a lot about his personality. Terms of like what his career is, what he scored, different things. Like you can see the discipline in him. You can tell he's focused. You can tell he's about to go make a lot of money. You know, it's a lot of different. You know, he's he's he get you know he's interested in what he say kickboxing, martial arts, martial arts. So it's like you know he he gave you some of it, but when you ain't trying to hit, you looking for a way to get up out of the spot, and that's what you say. So that was my take on it initially. Mm-hmm. She was oh. quick with it too, boy. Oh man, oh quickly, quickly. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, that was that was the only thing about it uh, to me. But in terms of her choo- not choosing him, I had no problem with that. People are interested in what it, what they're interested in. Yeah. And I don't feel like, you know, you should be kind of held to the fire because I'm, you know, that's not my type mm-hmm. per se. But, you know, I just feel just keep it G on the reasoning, man. That's all I had to say. And, was, and that's what I told on the show, like, because it was, it was a speed dating show. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, if it was speed dating, you could have asked him a few more questions, you know, because right. you did say, tell me about yourself. And so he started telling you things that he do. First thing he said was martial arts. That was the very first thing. So that was one of his hobbies, obviously. And uh, he got into more his education and kind of where he's headed. But if she was like, okay, so what do you like to do for fun? She could have, you know, been more specific with that. Mm-hmm. And that way he can like, okay, well, I do this for fun. I do that for fun. But, you know, he led with what he currently got going on, which is a lot of good stuff. So, I mean, like any man would, you know, I think a lot of c- kind of dudes would would kind of say what they do, their profession. And, you know, he was proud that he got a 96 out of 99. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What's that, what's that called? The, uh, I think cat. it's P, uh, PCAT or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I get it. But, yeah, they definitely wasn't compatible in no way. I mean, even though after we talked to her, she said that he was a little attractive or whatever. But, yeah, you can definitely sense from the video that she wasn't interested. Just I think just off how he talked alone kind of turned her off a little bit. Which brings about a bigger question. What does that say? Because this has been a discussion on, you know, uh, social media platforms since this video dropped. What does that say about the women that say, oh, I want a Russell Wilson. I want, you know, that type of man and not a future. But when you see her reject him so fast. And again, we're taking Jaleel out of this. She didn't came up and gave her explanation. And, you know, we, we good for that. But just in, in general, because she's not the only one that would have dismissed him that quickly when, as soon as he opened his mouth. So what does that say about the women who say, well, I want a Russell Wilson. And then you have a guy, dude, damn that look like Russell Wilson. We just gonna keep it real. Up there, he get to laying out his qualifications, and you turned off five words into the explanation. What does that say about that? Well, I mean, I, I don't know. Can we compare him to a Russell Wilson? I mean, uh, I think they like the qualities of Russell Wilson, like being a good husband, a good mm-hmm. father, you know, loyal to his girl. Mm-hmm. To his wife. Uh, but I mean, I think people kind of take the Russell Wilson thing towards like someone that's corny, someone that's, you know, that does martial arts. Mm-hmm. Is it nuclear? No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Watches a bit of anime. <laughs> just, you know, watches anime. Does stuff that normal, our culture really doesn't really take partake in. You know what I'm saying? Right. Being honest, you know, we don't see a lot of black brothers doing martial arts or, uh, you know, just certain stuff like that. We're more into, you know, rap and mm. cars or whatever it is. So I think one more, more of the family man, the more guy that they can trust that was not out there chasing hoes. <clears throat> but right, which is interesting because when we had the live stream, we had, you know, a couple of lovely ladies come up there and kind of express what it was that, say if it was them in a situation, that would have kind of turned them off. And one of the main things they said was, you know, you could tell he just didn't have a confidence in himself. Because, I mean, if you listen to the video, he comes on there, he's breathing hard, he's nervous, you could tell. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, the confidence was missing right out of the gate. He just didn't have the swagger or, you know, just that aura about him like he was, you know, like he's used to talking to attractive women, and that was a turnoff. So how important, I want to ask y'all, how important do y'all feel like that is from a man perspective if we had to give him some kind of advice what would it be it's extremely important for women i mean women just for the most part they want to feel 
protected physically. Mm-hmm. I think that's like one of the first signs. And if you don't kind of look the part and talk the part, then they're already kind of hesitant on, you know, everything else after that. And so I think, you know, he was spoke very proper. And, again, he did kind of seem nervous. And, <clears throat> she, you know, she wanted a little more swag to him. She wanted a little flair, a little, like, kind of player in him a little bit mm. or somebody that got somewhat of an edge. Because she even said that it was somebody who didn't have as much going for him that she conversed with for a longer period of time. Right. And we was confused as hell. So, like, why would you go for that? But that's based off personality, their connection, their vibe, their energy, which is cool. But you also need those things, you know, after that financially, especially if you want a woman. So it's like a lot of times they'll be willing to gamble just because he has nice personality, just because, you know, he got a little swag to him. He know how to dress, got some nice shoes. They'll more likely give him a chance first Mm. versus the other guy who comes at him proper. Mm. Well, I think communication is a big thing with relationships, though. I think it's more important than what your career is, honestly, to maintain a relationship. Facts. Your relationship is not maintained off your career. It's maintained on how well y'all communicate with each other. Very true. Y'all don't, if y'all communication is so far off, you know, he want to talk about Goku and she like, like, fam, I don't want to hear nothing about no anime character jumping across the room left and right. You know, but I, I no, 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 no disrespect to it because I watch anime, I watch it, right. Attack on Titans, I watch all that. I just finished that season, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying, you know, if 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 y'all don't communicate well from the jump, if I know when I see you, when you open your mouth, it's like, fam, this shit sounds really corny to me. I don't want to hear it no more. Mm-hmm. We really ain't gonna work out. I don't care what you got going for yourself. Mm. I feel it, but but it's still to a certain degree. There's only so much you can know just off a simple conversation. Though, yeah, we may kick kick it off. Or initially, but then you know a lot of those dudes. How many of them are emotionally mature? So when you have a serious conversation, yeah, you got some swag to you, but you can't have no in-depth conversation. Mm. And I think if it's you know flip side, he seemed like more the type that would be able to handle an emotionally mature conversation. You look for somebody from swag, they're gonna laugh it off, give you what? That's crazy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like. Mm-hmm. I just naturally feel that's how it's going to happen when you want something more in-depth. Surface level, having fun, yeah, you're going to win over. But eventually, y'all know women going to want something more. They always want something more. So how far how far can you take her? And I don't think the surface level people could do that. You know what else, though, just real quick, because oftentimes we get women flack for that same thing. When we approach women, we say, hey, you know, what is it that you bring to the table? When we get the list of accomplishments, degree, job, income, we we paint that as a knock against her. Right? I don't, but, most, right, but I guess other guys do. Yeah, but I yeah. don't, you know, most men. So so I think you know that when she asked him that and he opened his mouth and his first first things he said out of his mouth was his accomplishments. She was like, "Well, damn," because let's, let's just be honest here. If somebody asks you what it is about you that makes you special, the first thing you name is is really what you put the most stock in. Let's just be honest. Here. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Somebody who's you know confident in themselves or whatever, or feel like you know personality above whatever, you gonna say, oh yeah, you know I'm you know I'm I'm laid back, I'm chill, I'm fun to be around, I'm good to talk to, you know, and I'm a you know nuclear physicist, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm you know going to school, whatever, first out of my family, that type of shit, you know what I'm saying? But you're gonna get more of a personable feel. But problem with a lot of dudes with money is they don't have the personality, and they try to substitute money for a personality. That's why you have dudes out here, confidence kind of low, but they pulling up to the club in a, 
you know, crazy bins or, you know, whatever the case may be. And they parking it out front. I want to make sure everybody see me when I get in it. That type of thing. Because I don't have a personality to park my shit in the back, go in here and get the same amount of women. Because my personality is is not there. So that's the only point that I kind of felt like she had. Um, but at the same time, it's a two-minute dating show. So it's like the situation was kind of rushed. He nervous. She was out of it. And she was like, nah, I'm good. So at that point, you you already, it's an uphill battle. Were they on there for two minutes or was that? Two, two minutes. Oh, so he, he had the whole two minutes. Two I minutes. thought that was the first part. Oh, nah. No, 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 no. nah, it was over with after that. I thought he got on there and he said that. She was like, all right, I'm done. Let's <laughs> say, damn, that's I mean, speed. basically though. Right. But, I mean, again, context is important. Jaleel came on the part and was like, hey, you know, I, I cut dudes off way quicker than that. Before that, but you know, a lot of people didn't watch the full stream. But they had a couple dudes. I cut off two uh, two sentences into their explanation. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. So she said, I actually gave him a chance to really talk about more, you know, and he just didn't mm. do what he do what he had to do, you know. But again, he was nervous, and you could see it. And that's why we speak on this part all the time about confidence. That's the most important thing in the world, bro. And personality. A lot of dudes like work hard, hard, hard at their careers, or hard, hard, hard at their income, and then slack on personality. So it's like that's gonna get their attention initially. The, the money, sure. If she's broke, because most women is, you know, I don't want to say most women is broke, but a lot of women is broke. So that's gonna get their attention. But once they get that money, what do you have to keep them there? Because once she with you, her lifestyle is gonna be of somebody that has money. So now I'm used to this. Now, now you taking me to State 48 or Mastros or this vacation here out of town, Europe. That ain't new no more. So now, what is it that, that we have left? And if you're not working on your personality, y'all ain't got shit left. And that's why a lot of the rich dudes get cheated on. There's plenty of dudes in the NBA get cheated on. Dudes that's doctors and lawyers get cheated on with the lawn man or the damn pool boy. It's because of that very reason. So, you know, I guess the advice that I would give, bro, is, you know, you got to work on your social skills. Social skills is just as important as your career. Social skills can get you a career. Mm-hmm. If we're going to call it a, a spade a spade. But, like, a lot of people just don't pay enough attention to that. And the same thing goes for women. Women work hard as hell on their looks. They flying to Columbia, getting BBLs and my aunt, Dr. Miami or whatever, personality trash. So after he didn't hit you four or five times and, the, you know, the ass not new no more, what's left here between us? Nothing. So now I'm going to dip off on you. I'm going to cheat on you or whatever and get rid of your ass and I'm on to the next. Cause you ain't you working hard as hell on your you know outside appearance, but your personality trash. So you know that was just my take on it. It's cold out here. I agree. It's a cold game, man. Social skills is very important though. If y'all take nothing else away from what we said, work on your personal skills, bro. Whether you got to take speech classes, whether you got and shout out to Ali because Ali came on a live stream. He was like, bro, I I, I was him at one point, mm-hmm. so I understand it. But then I start working in the restaurant industry. And I'm talking to people every day, all day, every day, all day. And now my confidence increased because of that. So, you know, you got to you got to implement strategies like that to get your social skills where you need them to be. Or you ain't got to fight and change. You might get her, but you ain't going to keep her or get him. But you ain't going to keep him. Mm -hmm. Confidence. They're going to women going to sniff that immediately. 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 So, yeah, you got to come correct or you're getting this from the jump. Yeah. You're already eliminating yourself. So, yeah, you got to come right, man. Which brings me to my, my my next question. Let's take that scenario and flip it. How important is confidence from a woman or swagger from a woman? Oh, that's extremely important. I'm cutting you off if you don't have no confidence. That's an immediate turnoff for me. Insecurities, all that, immediate turnoff. 
Because I'm like, you with me. So there's no way for you to be insecure. Uh-huh. That's how I feel. Shut up, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I know Again, <laughs> you with me. That's funny. When you really with me, not when you faking like that. Nah, don't do that. That's fun. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. I know where you're going. Don't be like that. When don't you be really like that. with me. But nah, yeah, I mean, because for me, like, when you're with me, I'm going to make sure you feel secure. I'm going to give you compliments. Mm-hmm. You know, if 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 I feel just the smallest thing out, I'm going to, yeah, you good, baby? You you cool? Like, I'm just going to check the temp. I just like checking the temp. Mm-hmm. Shit, just make sure you're cool. If not, let's address it. You know what I'm saying? So you got to create that environment for your woman. And if you don't, it's always going to be uneasy. Mm. So. Can you see how, how fast, like, when you meet a woman out, you know what I'm saying? We be out all the time. How fast can you tell her confidence level? Mm. Uh, damn! I gotta put a time stamp on it. I mean, just 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 general. Of course, all all women is different. But like, if we if you getting to sit down and chop it up with her for an hour, or two hours, like how fast can you tell? Okay, this motherfucker. Conf- oh, she oh, confident. Well, well, within the first five minutes, at least first five minutes, mm. you definitely can tell the confidence. But I mean, it's it's really it is really important for confidence, or you know, not lacking a lot of insecurities in yourself. Especially for a woman, because when she lacks a lot of insecurities in herself, that develops a more problem later on down in the relationship oh. that you can't feel. You might be able to feel some, but not all, you know. And I think when it comes to confidence, it's, it's with me, it's like you you being able to handle yourself on your own if I'm not there. Right. You ain't got to worry about the presence of another man being there for you to gain your confidence back, to be able to say what you need to say. Or be proud of what you are and, and who you are and how you look and what you do, how far you've come, you know, that, that those type of things are important to me. That's why I like whenever I go on a date, hey, yeah, I got this degree, I do this, you know. Don't tell me how much you make. I'm not worried about that. But, right. you know, your career path, whatever it is, I like to hear that kind of stuff. And you know, that doesn't shy me away from anything. It means your confidence in what you did, that was a goal you set for and you got it. Mm. Hey, I agree. Oh, can you you agree pretty fast in terms of how, how fast you get to our confidence? Hell yeah, yeah, five minutes. I can tell whether you're interested or not, all of that, mm. immediately. Because a lot of women, if they're interested in you, they're going to hold a, a real conversation with you. They're going to start just diarrhea of the mouth. Just blah. <laughs> they're going to tell everything. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that shit just run. <laughs> <laughs> Automatically, you know what I'm saying? But if she kind of standoffish, you know, she may be a little intimidated sometimes, or she may not be interested in you. But then that's cool, too. Mm. But, you know, I leave them at that space or whatever. But, yeah, a lot of times you can tell off the rip. You know, especially if she's not coming, she's going to have her head down, kind of turn to the side, mm. just acting real shy. But even if she's shy, like, sometimes you'll get women that's shy, but, you know, you just got to get them out that shell a little bit. Right. And there's some women who's shy who just don't want to be bothered, which is cool, too. You just got to know how to play the game. And that just, that takes practice. That's all I can say to men. Just be confident and just, you know, take practice. Because, you know, women will, again, like I said before, women will sit that shit out. So you just got to be ready. To receive whether it's a yes or no, it's always going to be a gamble. You can have a woman that's out of your league. When I, when I say out of your league, I mean below you, mm-hmm. and you try to shoot, and <laughs> it don't fall sometimes. It's like, man, I'm over here doing you a favor. I'm doing charity work, and you got the audacity. So you got to understand that too. Now you looking at the mirror like, whatever I come to. <laughs> 
Now you didn't get a problem. So yeah, you got to understand all Damn. sides. You got to understand all sides. Whether you shooting super high and you miss, or you or you dropping down some and you miss. Like it happens. You know what I'm saying? It, Steph Curry missed a couple layups under the basket. You know. Thanks. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree to the fellas, man. We can tell pretty quick, man. Um, tell, tell signs is how thirsty you are for attention. That's that's my main thing. And you can just tell. Like, it's certain women who walk in the room or walk around the room, and they are just vying for attention. You can see it. How they dress. They making sure the titties is perked up. They making sure the ass is doing what it's supposed to be doing. Every little chance, song come on, I'm making it a point to twerk. I'm making it a point that everybody can see me shaking this ass. I'm making it. It's just little subtle things. Like before we even before she even opened her mouth, we can tell. And it's like, okay, this gonna take a lot of work or this gonna be easy money. All I gotta do is just feed that ego a little bit and she and she down for the cause. So, you know, they right. You can tell pretty quick. Um, but you know, again, fellas, I I wanna like get us more on the page of like not letting looks cloud our judgment in that regard. Mm-hmm. And that's for what they was just saying. It may be cool at first, but initially that lack of confidence is going to turn into insecurity, especially if you a man of some type of status or you a man that's not a Kermit in the house all day long. That insecurity is going to steep in, no matter how attractive she is. And that's why it's very important to figure out her upbringing. It's very important to figure out what she has accomplished in her life. It's very important, you know, to, to just figure out who she is as a, as a woman and what she values. Because if she ain't got shit going with us, going for herself, guess what? You're gonna be the only thing going for us, mm-hmm. so you about to get all her attention, positive and negative. So you got to make sure these women' confidence is where it need to be. And if it ain't, move around. I don't care how good she look. Don't 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 let that shit have you getting your tires flattened, and you know chick coming up to your job and shit because you didn't ignore the insecurity because she looked good and now you got a baby with the chick mm-hmm. can't see your kid all type of crazy shit like that. So, you know, we got to, you know what I'm saying, we got to move a little smart out here. But we're going to keep this thing moving. Speaking of confidence, it was a clip that went viral. Um, it's a lady in the YouTube space called Six the Goddess. She was speaking on the type of women men date when their money is not right. I'm going to play the clip. I want to get y'all response to what she had to say. Financially confident, that's who they run to, the bigger girls. Because most yeah. big girls are going to have good credit, have some money, and be able to help take care of them. And cook. Bigger, bigger <laughs> woman says, help. Smaller woman says, oh, I have to carry that load. Oh, I got to take care of her. Bigger woman says, she going to help me. She going to put this load over her back. So Because that's what man, she has to do to keep a man, to, to maintain to a man. Make, to make up for it. Yeah. So the man, again... Not want to just sacrifice, step up, be by yourself for some time, get your money right. It's I'll just go get a big girl, she'll help me. It's easy when the men are not financially confident. Thoughts when a man lacks confident, not where he is financially, he run to the big girl. Is that true in y'all experience or you know, guys that you've known? Is that true? Man, I gotta think deep into this. <laughs> I gotta see if I know any. Financial guys that ain't confident what they dealing with now, <clears throat> because you know, like uh, immediately what I what I thought about right, it's tax season. You know, y'all we be on social media all the time. We get to talk about you know tax season come in. You know, dudes going you know find up a chick that's you know. I don't want to say big girls because it's some big girls out here with swagger that's pretty as hell. 
But they go get chicks that, you know. Got five kids. Five kids, you know, just. Struggling already anyway. Low, low confidence level. And you can just see it in them, you know what I'm saying? But he there using them, you know, for the money she going to get back for her taxes. Or if she got a good job, whatever the case may be. He's sleeping on the couch. He's driving her cars. Different things like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the type of situation. So, that's what I immediately thought about when, when she said it. But, like, how true is that statement? Do y'all feel like? Most of those situations are the baby daddy's coming back anyway, honestly. That's true, too. That ain't no random dude. This dude that's already been there. It's probably baby daddy, the father of the kids, and now he finally coming back around. But, Mm -hmm. uh, man, (laughs) are are, are dudes really doing that? Going for big girls? I haven't seen it. Right. uh, To be honest with you, I haven't experienced it. I think men be leeches in general. Yeah. So I can't really put that on just so big woman. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of girls that's pretty girls and Good size. Right. And be. What size? Good size. You said good size. I was trying to go from the hip to ass right here. <laughs> That's all I was asking. I'm trying to see. Trying to see. No, I know a lot of beautiful women that still be taking care of dudes. So, I mean. That's a fact. It ain't no. It really ain't no difference. I see more beautiful women that take care of men that ain't got shit. Rather than the big women take care of dudes that ain't got stuff. That's a fact. So, no. Nah, I, don't, I don't think that's too much true. Honestly, yeah, I, I would agree. I think it's a situation where if dude broke, he gonna cling on to whatever life raft is out there available in that water. And if it's having to be a big girl, that's what it is. But again, <laughs> <Life> if it, <laughs> I'll just you know what he's saying. I'll just <laughs> he gonna cling on to whatever life raft is in that water, man. So if it's a big girl, if it's a pretty girl, if it's you know she white, black, Hispanic, whatever. Uh, that he clinging, sure. he clinging until I get on my feet, and then I'm out. <laughs> That's exactly what they do, dog. So I can't put that just on big women. I can't, you know. So you know what I'm saying? Just in, just in that. my experience. But I mean, I just feel bad because you know a, a lot of those women like really think that he's there for them, and I I can't wrap my head around that. And and that may sound bad, but uh but like they, they really feel like dude there for them. Even though he's showing size of inconsistency, he only calls you with you know with his taxis or though when you get your check, different things like that, size that that they miss it, but they like really buy into that, you know, fairy tale. And you know, a lot of them get hurt as a as a you know result of it. So I mean it's just sad. But you know, manipulation, man, we not here for that. You know, that's not something we pre- preach on this platform, man. Honesty, you know, integrity, things of that nature. That's yeah. that's what we you preach on this platform, but uh, <laughs> not if you got sleeves university. No, no. <laughs> Finesse and leverage. Finesse and leverage. <laughs> That's real. But but you know again, man. Uh damn. damn. I just <laughs> press to all parties involved. To all parties involved. Speaking of fairy tales, uh they, I think they had a young lady that was commenting. She was on a pod. She was talking about how, you know. Forever with somebody is a fairy tale. I'm gonna play the clip. Uh, damn. I want to get y'all response. To what you have to say. <laughs> to the point where I felt like I was gonna have to choose between my dreams and my goals and my relationship. How different is the life you have now versus the life you would have had if you stayed in your marriage? I'd say it's pretty different. I just became a new mom, moved to a new city. I would like acquired land, made from business um, ventures. I like I traveled like crazy. Like I oh my god, like I was to Africa like three times in one year, and it was just. It was definitely different. It was a way faster paced life. Like I probably didn't watch a show for a year. 
Did the end of your marriage change your perspective on the overall goal of romantic relationships? Yes, definitely. Um, I grew up on the same kind of fairy tale, one person forever, that's it, and it's just going to be this bliss, and you ride it out no matter what kind of thing. Um, whereas that whole experience really made me feel like there are people for different seasons of your life and people serve different purposes in your life and not every relationship has to last forever. Moving forward for me now, it's, it's more about how we feel daily, um, the goals that we have and the alignment versus the amount of time. So it's not about forever as the destination. Well, with that in mind, do you look at your marriage as a success? And I got to a point where I felt like I was going to have to choose between my. So essentially she's saying, what the hell is the point of a relationship? I, I see what she's saying, but that's a bunch of bullshit. Mm. I'm calling cap. <laughs> to an extent, like what she's saying about there are people for you for seasons. Yes. But I believe that you do have people that are for you and those people you shouldn't let go of. That's just Reality, especially when you find your partner, like yeah, like if you just dating and you dating around, okay, yeah, I met this person. They it was cool at first, then we fell out or whatever, yada yada. But when you find someone that's for you, I don't think that's something that you take lightly and just think they're here just for a season. Like there's no way I'm gonna meet somebody that's honest and genuine and caring and loving and all this <clears> good <throat> stuff, and I'm just like, oh, you just here for a season mm. because life is short. What the hell, you know? Like no. That ain't, no, yeah, life might be short, but every day that I'm with you until it's short is going to be bliss because it's me and you together. So, yeah, I, I get what she's saying, but she 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 a little doing that new shit that a lot of these women doing now. All this life is short shit, YOLO, having sex who they want, you know what I'm saying, all that shit. That's, that's what she fought in that category. I thought she was married again. But she, that sound like she trying to step out or... I don't, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if she married again. I thought that's the last question was like, do you consider this marriage? Oh no, no, no. I think she was talking about do you consider your oh. previous marriage? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no. Nah, she she's single with a with a kid from that marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't agree. I get what she's saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, because everybody when they get married when they get married they see it as forever. Mm-hmm. Nobody says that hey, you're 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 a seasoned person for me. You were just a person for this right amount of time in my life. Nobody sees it that you think it. You think that's forever, but then things happen later on down the road that it's like, maybe they, you're just here for this part of my life, mm. mm-hmm. and now we got to go separate ways. I think that's what she meant by that season. Not she didn't mean like the four seasons of a year. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Sure, She's like sure. this part of my life is this is what you were here for. And now I'm going on to another part, and we just not vibing in this this season of my life. So if we're not seeing eye to eye, we got to go on. We got to split ways. I'm not going to force myself to stay here and we're not vibing. And that's what a lot of people do. They settle in their relationships. They're like, shit, man, this, this shit sucks. Why does smack the table so hard? But this is <laughs> idle. <laughs> Earthquake. <laughs> but, uh, you know, a lot of people sit in relationships because they've been there, you know, for 10 years and they're like, shit, I feel alone in this motherfucker. Mm. But I've been put so much time and effort in here and now I got to settle with this because you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to lose the ten years I had. But for the rest of the twenty years I got, I'm gonna feel like a ghost in here, like I got a, a roommate. I mean, 
would you would you want to trade twenty years of, of loneliness for ten years of happiness? But see, but but see again, that's the that's the gamble. With, yeah, that's the get. You know what I'm saying? But it, but I'm I'm saying like people that know that that are in relationships, they still they get ten years in there and they're like, oh shit, right? This shit sucks, man. This and, 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 and over that ten year time period, it got worse, worse, and worse. And they're like, shit, I'm already here for ten years. I might as well stay for the next twenty. Mm. You know, and I and the other side, it sucks that you know you die the, the thought of dying alone. Not having, you know, a wife or a husband at the end of the day, you know, somebody take care of you. But I don't know. You know, I, you know, I see life differently. I know. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like I got a lot of people around me that love me that regardless of <clears> if I'm <throat> married or not, that somebody will still be by my side. And, and in fact, if somebody got to start taking care of me, rolling me around, you might as well shoot. I'll shoot my damn self because <laughs> I don't feel like if I can't move on my own, walk on my own, I don't, I don't need to be here no more. I agree with that. Me too. So, I, I mean, yeah, I mean. That's part of life. Life is a gamble, but I I, I, mm-hmm. give, I I understand what she's saying. But see, here's a here's, here's a question that I got for both of y'all because again, from a pragmatic perspective, it makes sense, mm-hmm. right? But if we talk about relationships, pragmatic goes out of the window. So with that type of mindset, which a lot of people would say is a defeatist mindset, does the relationship really have a chance to reach its full bloom? I mean, I don't think. A full bloom. I think relationships are always progress. I don't think there should be a a capping point of a relationship. Because mm-hmm. if there's a capping point, once you reach it, then what? Mm. That's a fact. Only, only way. Only way next is down. Man, that's a ball. <laughs> Can't go up. You know what I mean? It's it's the fact that when you're in a relationship, knowing to keep on working and working, and if when you keep on working and working, and it's not going up, it's continually to still go down. It's to know when to leave. Mm. I don't know. That's just how I view it. Oh, you feel like going into it with that mindset is, you know, kind of jeopardizing the likelihood of going that long distance. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Because like she said, you know, you automatically go to the, well, people only here for season. So it's like, oh, I guess it won't work out, you know, instead of actually trying and putting some work in. Now, of course, yes, there are people who just simply not for you. It's not going to work out. But there are also people who, as soon as one problem arises, then they're out the door. Mm. So I don't think that's right either. You know, you there are some people you just have to give a chance to. Some people, you may have said the wrong thing the wrong way. Well, it could have been the right thing the wrong way. But it just, that takes time and it takes patience. And that's what people got to understand too. People are so quick to just move on and jump to the next thing because they're scared to get hurt. And, you know, just, or, or think all people are the same, which if you feel everybody the same, there's something wrong with you. Right. That's how I feel about it because everybody's going to be different and everybody should be, a learning experience. Whoever you date, whoever you come across, you can always take something from most people on what you do like or don't like. Plain and simple. And I think you should take all that together, take that data, you know, and come out and find what you want in somebody. But a lot of people don't have that experience in general, so you automatically kind of just lean on, oh, well, he's not good for me, they're not good for me, so I'm out. Mm. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's, it's right. Yeah, which I, I kind of agree because that's the, that's the funny thing about love is is that we can go into it with whatever mindset we want. But when you run into that right person, you get to question and everything that was a preconceived notion. I mean, I'm a walking example of it. When I left my household looking at my mom and daddy marriage, I'm like, ah, I don't know if relationships is for me. I think I'm going to be single forever. Um, and just, you know, have my kids eventually with a woman, we reach an agreement. And, and that's just that. You know what I'm saying? But then you meet somebody that kind of, 
makes you question things. You know what I'm saying? You go into it with a pessimistic mindset and then this person just keeps showing up every day and being solid and being solid and adding to your life in ways that you didn't quite calculate beforehand. And now it's like, wait a minute, I don't want to lose this person. You know what I'm saying? So like now I'm going to do whatever I got to do to keep her. I know I didn't, I don't believe in relationships, so I didn't believe into it. I mean, didn't believe it going into this shit, but you know, now it's looking, looking a little different. Now I'm, you know, buying in and it's like, wow, like this shit is turning into something that's beautiful. And I didn't even really, you know, imagine it being this way. So, you know, considering her situation, I think is is real easy to talk like that on the tail end of a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Or after it's immediately over. Because again, you got hurt feelings, you know, investment, like Kenny was talking about earlier, you know, that you questioning children coming from this situation that now has to be in a, you know, a broken home. Right. So it's it's easy to move with that pessimism. But I feel like once she run into the right dude, that's gonna change a bit. And he may have to climb a, a 20 foot tall barbed wire fence to do it, but it's definitely capable of, of happening. But I, I honestly do believe that going into a relationship with that kind of, hey, man, everybody going to fuck up. This shit ain't lasting. Let's just keep it G. We're going to enjoy each other while we can go our separate ways. If you go into it like that, you are jeopardizing the longevity of it. That's how I feel. Um, but I understand why somebody would go into it like sure. that at the sure. same time. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know, man. It's just a, it's just a shaky situation. Yeah, kind of hard. You can't go into a relationship with like a chicken with your head cut off, right? And just say love is the key factor of me staying there, because mm-hmm. love can is a hurtful word. <laughs> that's real. You got people that love people that's still beating on them, but I love them. That ain't love. He cheating on me, but I love him. Yeah. Well, well love is is what what is it? Uh, love is is all is triggered to you. Yeah, relative. Yeah. yeah, it's relative to you to whatever you you figure love is, not to not what she figured love is. So that, it's kind of hard to say. I mean, that's why I agree with the forever thing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I think she's more of a I live in the moment of now that we're here. I'm not gonna say hey since I married you, this is forever. So whatever you're doing to me, damage now, I'm still gonna be here forever. Right. I think that's what she's trying to say. Not that she's not not gonna get in a relationship again. She's not. I don't think she's saying that. I think she's saying that. Hey, whenever I'm dating you, I'm living for the happiness now, and, and what we have going for us right now. I'm living day to day, not now into year fifteen. Right. I don't see that. I see her as saying it is like I'm here, but I'm like ninety percent here. That's how I kind of took it. Like I'm here, but I'm good without you, which is which is cool. Don't get me wrong. But the fact that there's still that, you know, like we said before, that one foot in, one foot out, you know what I'm saying, mindset, that ain't. You ha- Of course you understand that things could go wrong, but if you're in a relationship with somebody, I'm not thinking about what's going to go wrong. I'm thinking about everything I can do to make it the best that it can be. And anything that comes with it, bad, will adjust in that certain time instance or whatever it is, but it's always going to be good in my eyes. See that that would be the only thing that that I would begin to question because I I, I partly agree with what you say and I partly disagree and the the part that I agree with is the, the like going into it with that notion well damn this shit gonna fail or whatever um and that kind of you know makes you ninety percent in or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be but the only part that I would question is how willing are you to work on things when things go left because let's right. be honest right. It, right. it ain't no relationship perfect right hurdles are gonna come. But when you go into it with that mindset, that would be my only concern is that 
that's going to take away from your willingness mm-hmm. to, like always saying, push through that and make it work or find solutions. But if you go into it with a defeatist mindset, you're going to be more likely to be like, okay, yeah, I figured this was going to mm-hmm. happen. So I'm uh so that right there is what Mm -hmm. i mean by jeopardize the 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 longevity but see it's kind of hard to speak to her mindset because you know again we only got so much context it's only so much that you could tell Mm -hmm. from a clip but i just hope that that mindset is not jeopardizing her willingness Mm -hmm. yeah to make it work Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying but if it's not and that's her mindset then i ain't got a problem with it Mm -hmm. and and that's the only part that i that i disagree because you got to go into relationships with more of a pragmatic perspective. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it may be unpopular, but whatever it is. And what I mean by that is playing percentages. Percentages of us being together 60 years is low relative to us getting a divorce within 10. That's, that's just reality. So it's nothing wrong with going in there with that understanding. Right. Mm-hmm. But don't let it jeopardize your willingness to yeah. make shit work when you that's run out of hurdles. That's all I'm saying. That's what yeah. I'm saying, yeah. I had a, uh, mm-hmm. one of my clients who was talking to me kind of recently. I ain't going to say who it is. But... Uh, well, then met, don't talk about it she then. Just met this person. <laughs> she just met this person, and it was like the second week, and she said he had uh, she had texted him that morning. He responded back, and he was I guess he was supposed to hit her in between that time, but mm-hmm. he works overnight, so he was sleeping all day. And so he never he didn't respond to it until like 6, 7 o'clock. So she was like, you know what? I think I'm off of him. I was like, well, damn, the nigga work overnight. Get a man a chance. He said he was asleep. I believe he was asleep. Yeah, I said, he ain't gonna lie to you, you know, for right now. I said, he been pretty communicative with you, right? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, all right, just let it breathe. Right. He gonna hit you. And it's ever since then, everything been cool. But, you know, she thought it was a red flag at she first. She almost messed like, it nah, up. Yeah. It's like, no, nah, just chill, baby. Just chill. It's still early. That was I a red flag. It. He was tapping on the girl. She <laughs> <laughs> set her up for failure. Oh, my God. That nigga had ankles around his shoulders. You hit, that's why he didn't ask. <laughs> you couldn't get to his phone. He was trying to hold that ass up. But, uh, <laughs> but speaking of giving up on relationships, we're going to keep this thing moving. Lori Harvey, mm. Michael B. Jordan has come to an end. Mm. Mm. They began dating about a year and some change ago. And, of mm. course, relationship goals this, relationship goals that, in the comments under every single post. And it's alleged. We only have this context to go off of. But it's alleged that Michael B. Jordan wanted to take things a bit more serious and get married. And she wasn't in agreement with that. Mm. And that caused a rift. And now they are no longer together. So I guess my question to you fellas is, mm. what type of message does that send in terms of men's view of the modern woman? Since no damn message. She ain't ready. Mm. He should have known what he was getting himself into. Mm. That's how I thought about it. You saw, you kind of saw this coming. You kinda. think it's bad? It's not, it's not a bad thing, but I'm saying for you, him, knowing see, his you, mindset. You, you already think she a hoe. No, I didn't that's say what that. I, that's what I got from who, this message. Who said she was a hoe? That's what I got from this. You already see, no, you seen what you got yourself into. What, is, what you mean by that? Okay, what I mean by that is he's 35 and she's 25. He is ready for marriage. She is he, 25. He's 35? Yeah. He got so. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, she only 25? Yes. Yeah, she's super young. She been getting, she been getting dated up since she was 18, 19. Go ahead and say it, though. Passed around. Go ahead and nope. say it, though. Said dated. Damn. I so, didn't know that. So, I mean, he, yeah, he, he should have seen ready. it coming. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my only point. Like, you older, you should be wiser enough to know a woman that's at that age in that industry, she's not going to want to settle down right now. See, that brings about the question is do y'all believe in? No, people changing or maturing because 
Again, let's just be honest here. The relationship looked glorious from the outside. They doing everything together. They all in the Rockies and snows and, you know, she's showing up to his movie sets. He's showing up to her engagements and they kicking it and going out and just vibing. That's so first. That's, for, for, for over a year. That's first two, three, four months. If you really like her that much, hey, what do you think about marriage? Are you ready to get married? In, like, in four I'm months? asking that. No, but I'm asking, Yes. Not not saying like they got to get married in four months, but I believe that conversation needs to be. Oh, early. okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The conversation. conversation. I thought you said you were proposing. <laughs> 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 Hell no, that's amazing. Damn. <laughs> nah, the conversation needs to be had. And oh I yeah, think for he, sure. He could have known that a long time ago, but if you just vibing out mm-hmm. every single day and not having no serious conversation like that, yeah, it's gonna be. He he eventually okay. It's a year now, a little over a year. Now he's trying to get his mind right, trying to think what he may buy, yada yada yada, mm-hmm. and then he talk about it. And then she, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's well, maybe they've been having this talk and maybe, just, you know, first six months he asked about it. Oh, okay. Then six months later, he's like, okay, what you think about it now? No. And then another six months later, he's she, like, all right. She keep putting it on the table. I feel that hey, too. I want, I want that marriage. And, and they like, well, I'm really not ready for that. Mm-hmm. And that's why they split ways. They did what's best for them. Yeah. I, I, ain't I feel like that's how it probably happened. I ain't knocking it. But he had to. For me, he should have already had that in the back of her mind, in the back of his mind, because the way, just to, just off her age, mm-hmm. off her age, and you know, he he more mature. He seemed like he ready to have a family. I don't think he have any kids, Mm-mm. so you know, he seemed like he ready to take that step. And she, you know, she not. She was just there for the season. For the season. <laughs> Welcome to the sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, she was just there for the season. That, that's real So I mean That was my initial thoughts You know what I'm saying Like Lori Harvey And Harvey's, Lori Harvey Didn't always gave off That energy of You know Hey man I'm out, I'm out here And I'm a And I'm a I'm a man slayer That's the energy She didn't always gave off <laughs> She have bro oh, boy, not, not man slayer Man eater Shout out to Rihanna Man slayer Yeah Rihanna says She a, she a man eater So Lori Harvey Then came, always came off With that type of energy Like I'm, I'm here for a good time I'm here for what you can do for me And then once it's no longer convenient I'm gone so, you know, she was like that with Future. She was like that with a couple other dudes she dated before. And, you know, the Michael B. Jordan situation, again, even though it started off solid, going back to what O said, she was, what, 23, 24 when they first started talking? And just coming into her stardom and all of that situation. And now she's looked at as the top sex symbol or one of the top. Got so, women out there doing Pilates now. Women weren't doing Pilates their whole damn life. And that shit is. Not even want Pilates to take off doing ex- Pilates. expanding like a mug right, right now, boy. It's, it's oh, like goddamn Forex right now. <laughs> so it's like, you that's know. hilarious. Bruce. Generational stretches. <laughs> <laughs> Generational stretches is funny. Um, but... <laughs> But I mean, but y'all, but y'all speaking to the level of influence that she got now, and it's like let's just be honest: yeah. the modern woman. Now that I have influence, like that, I ain't willing, I'm so willing to get that shit up to to basically go back in the shadows. So that's what's gonna happen if you get married. More well, times than not, like the, get the married, woman's have okay. a kid, and right, and might she, lose your body physique, you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, right, I don't blame her. So it's like she wasn't willing to do that. And Michael B. Jordan is in a space the way he is. So that's going to that's gonna cause a class. But when the news broke, was I surprised? Hell no. Because that fits her MO. And that's, you know, going back to what O said, you got to understand what type of chick you with when you first get into it with these shit. You can't change when, you can't change people. Once they're adults, like who they are is who they are. 
And that's why I was having an argument on on a um, panel the other day. Talking about you can like influence younger women to do this and do that. You know, she just got to have the right influence. Michael B. Jordan is the top sex symbol in the world in terms of black men. Let's just be honest here. Money, rich, all that. And he's, again, moving like a solid individual. We ain't, we ain't hearing him out, out here in scandal and doing this and doing that. He ain't Trey Song and women. Right. So, you know, they done had a, a, a beautiful relationship from the outside looking in. Again, we can only move based on the context we got. But that still wasn't enough. He wasn't able to influence her to want to be domesticated and be a family woman. Sometimes you just cannot. And that was the point that I was arguing on that panel. People, the, the modern woman is different than women 30 years ago. To whereas marriage was valued. Now marriage is not as valued as a woman climbing up in her career mm-hmm. and maintaining influence and more importantly, control. Mm-hmm. Modern women don't want to give up control. Mm-hmm. They'd rather be single for the rest of their life and rich and get into a bag and jumping from, you know, celebrity to celebrity as long as they can maintain control. And this was another example of that. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's unfortunate that it had to end this way, but you know, again, this is a new, this is a new age of women we're dealing with here. So I'm so glad to be retired, boy. <laughs> but you know, yeah. I'm enjoying my time. <laughs> I bet you is. <laughs> I say, savage, savagery respect savagery. <laughs> but my uh, Bible study classes be booming. <laughs> <laughs> my Bible study classes, but um, but yeah. So I mean, you know, it's a it's a situation where again, a modern woman, you know. They, they ain't going. They don't want to be held accountable, God damn it. I'm out here getting to the badges like you is. We holding each other accountable. Mm. And, that, and, that, and that's just what it is. But, you know, taking us into our next topic, man, it was a woman that spoke about accountability. She said that black men, oh, no, I think he said, it was a man, he said black men don't have the right to hold black women accountable. Going to play the clip. Want to get y'all response to what this young man had to say. How do y'all love listening? Hey, what? But I just got to be very honest with it. When I thought about it, I was like, wait a minute. If you in the sports, if you the leader of the team and the team loses, they going to come at you, right? Because mm-hmm. you're the leader. Mm-hmm. You're the quarterback. If we the leader of the community and if black women are so out of control or modern women are so out of control, then ain't that on us? Yeah. Like, didn't we drop the ball some fucking way? Because yeah. when I think about it, like, we are the least, if we're just talking about black men and black women, we are less educated than them. Yeah. And it's getting to the point where we even start to make less money than them. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we even in a fucking position to hold them accountable. Hold each other accountable. Let them hold they, Let them hold each other accountable. And then we kind of come back and meet in the middle. Awesome. Got a lot of truth to that. I agree. agree. He got a lot of truth to that. But, shit, yeah, men got to hold men accountable. Women got to hold women accountable. But I also don't see nothing wrong with holding the opposite side accountable, too. It's like if we going to get somewhere, the conversation needs to be had. Hey, this is what you're doing wrong. And they can do the same thing. This is what y'all are doing wrong. And then we take it in, go back to the drawing board, and fix this shit. I mean, I don't see nothing wrong with that. But, yeah, men got to step it up. A lot of men are lacking right now. Mm. Statistics show it, but at the same time, you also see a lot of men thriving too. So, I I, under, I understand that. I understand that a whole bunch, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough out here because you'll you'll have the men that's trying to hold other men accountable, and then oh you you this you that you know try to you know, and then same side with women. With women, you will pick me if you try to hold them accountable. 
So we we all got to get out of each other way and just start listening. And everybody don't necessarily have to have a certain background or be an expert in something for you to listen to them. Conversations need to be had in, in general. But we don't really have too many people to just look up to. And we don't have enough influencers and, and just positive people in general. Like, why all of our people got to be you know, an athlete or entertainer or something like that. You know, we don't put too much stock in just an everyday person or, you know, a lawyer, a doctor or things like that. Like, we don't raise our kids like that. Mm. A lot of times it's just sports <clears throat> for the most part. You pushing, 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 pushing in sports, but not as much on the education. It's like, yeah, make enough to pass to play, but it's not. You need to be making all A's. If you have a B, you know, I'm taking away the phone or something like, like right. there are certain households where you can't have a B in their household period. Mm-hmm. So it, it starts from the ground. And, um, I, I think we do have some grounds to, to hold them accountable, but yeah, he, that, that's true too. We need to hold ourselves accountable just as much. Mm. Kenny, upon first listen, you agree with what he had to say? If you had any grievances or issues or what he said, what were they? If it's the team, why am I not the owner? <laughs> you can't fire the owner So I can do whatever the hell I want to do That boy's a damn fool What? Dog. I mean no. it's, it's valid But he didn't say He didn't say he's the owner He said he's the quarterback Yes but I'm no yeah. But I mean when you the why franchise quarterback You damn near got as much Tell you why why we, don't, why we don't get rid of the owner But uh, anyway uh, Shoot Do black men have grounds to hold black women accountable in this era in 2022. Mm. I think in, in, in ways of telling her how to love us. Yes. Mm. Or telling a woman, you know, how to listen that y'all aren't listening enough to us men or, you know, loving us the right way or, uh, Things that go along with relationships and how to love a man, I think we have grounds to say that because we know how we want to be loved. Right. I don't think another man can, or another woman can tell another woman, hey, this is how these men need to be loved because she's not a man. She's a goddamn woman. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think we have those grounds. But when it comes to like, you know, education wise and stuff, no, we can't hold them accountable. We, or, or dress appearance or how we act out in public because we, we all go out and do the same thing. We act, Crazy, uh, wearing thousands of dollars in jewelry and shit like that, and can't pay no damn phone bill or ain't taking care of our kids. You that's know true. what I'm saying? That's real. That's that shit that we need to hold each other accountable with. Like your your goddamn best friend ain't take care of his kids, but he out with you every day. Why you ain't telling him to go take care of his kids? Don't come hang out. That stuff we can hold each other accountable for being a father. How to be a father? Hey man, this this is stuff you need to do with as a man. These accountable things, man. You as man need to do. Don't tell a woman how to, you know, be a good, raise her damn child while she's pregnant. No, nah, that ain't that ain't our business. That's that's woman to woman stuff. So, yeah, I mean, um, I would agree. The only issues, well, I had I had a couple issues with what he said, but the first one being he turned, oh, we need to hold each other accountable. Women need to hold each other accountable, and I think that's part of the issue that got us here. Women don't hold women accountable. And that's the, the grievance. We see it on these panels all the time to where you'll have a woman come on there and say something that everybody on the panel knows is wrong. Everybody. 
and women will say nothing. They will let it slide or they'll make excuses for why she said it. But a man could come on that same panel and say the same thing and they'll kill him for it for 45 minutes to an hour. You know what I'm saying? So when, when that's the climate, if they're not holding each other accountable, like somebody has to hold, especially us being the leader of the household. Let's, let's just establish another thing. This is the other grievance that I had with it. I think black men as a whole, he has a point. But there are a lot of black men in this society who have, you know, stand-up characteristics, integrity, family men, take care of their kids, do whatever the case may be. And even when these men speak, they refuse to be held accountable by these men who are widely known to be the the type of man that they want or the type of leader that they would sign up to follow. And they don't listen anyway. You know what I'm saying? So hmm. if, if like Russell Wilson. Like a Russell Wilson. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I mean at, at so with that being the climate, it kind of jades what it is he's saying. Now the part I do agree with in terms of black men need to set their shit up, I agree. Um, but I think, you know, that 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 stems from the previous generation failed us. Let's just keep let's keep it honest here. Like why do women have this mindset? And going back to what O said, starting in the household, where does that stem from? That stems from the generation before us, fathers not being in the home. For whatever the reason, you locked up in jail, drugs, all type of stuff. We can sit here and run down the list. And regardless of how much, you know, the man or the government played in that aspect, we still willingly chose to engage. And now you didn't miss 20 years of your kid life. Now your daughter growing up without a father, looking at her mama, be superwoman, work three jobs, just that and the third. So when she gets out in the real world, hell no, nah, she ain't letting no man hold her accountable. Because mm-hmm. she ain't never seen an example. That she don't even respect men. Because of what her daddy did. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's the generations before us fault. Now we suffering the cause of it. We trying to change things because now, let's just be honest here, especially in the black community, 70% of black men are very, very active in their kid life, meaning giving them baths, meaning getting them dressed, meaning taking them to school, reading with them, going to PTA meetings, going to athletic events. 70% of black men are that active in their life. I think it's 55% of white men or Spanish men or 45% of Asian, like whatever the case may be, but black men are dominating in that regard in, in this era mm-hmm. that we in. So change is coming. It's going to be rough because of, you know, the, the, the hole that we trying to climb out of, but change is coming. Black men in this era are trying. And if you see black men trying, if you see somebody that has solid characteristics, you should be willing to follow that. That type of man can hold you accountable. But, you know, if you willing to bypass that type of man and go deal with somebody who ain't got shit going for themselves, you're right. He don't have no grounds to hold you accountable. He don't have no grounds to hold his damn self accountable because he's not doing it. But, you know, you can't, you know, group us all. Black men are not a monolith, especially in this era. You know, it's, it's, it's dudes out here getting to it. You know what I'm saying? And being there in their kids' lives, like, very, very active, working full-time jobs while they doing it too. So, you know... That that's the only part that I that I that I I mean that I kind of disagree with. But in terms of just black men in general, I'm gonna always say we gotta step up, we gotta improve, we gotta do better. As you know, because we gotta close that gap and we gotta change our, our image and we gotta be a, a bit more like, you know, self self reliant. You know what I'm saying? In terms of like how we move, not be so dependent on the job, not be so dependent on other people to get us to the level that, that we need to get to. And I think once that happens, then women will start respecting us more. Family structure will improve more. Kids will start respecting us more, and we'll be able to grow as a unit. But until then, if we stay divided, we're gonna be we're gonna be running in place, same way that we've been doing. And I got another thing too. Like, I keep I keep on saying it because the shit is true. Like, the our culture 
run society for the most part, right? And since we lean so heavily on that, like one thing, music. Music is huge. I just sent you a clip by, mm-hmm. what, by what Tank said. Did you see that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Tank was talking about how love is a threat to the world because if black people love each other more, like they know how powerful we could be. But right now, what they push on the radio is shooting, it's ganging, this and that, da da da. Women putting their ass out, you know what I'm saying? Men be this, be that, hold this, hold that. Mm-hmm. And the women are championing it. It's hey, in the club shaking their ass. That's what they're doing. They champion it. But then when a man treats you a certain way, you don't like that. And the women carry themselves a certain way, but you want a man who wants to care about you and respect you, those two not going to work. It's like it's like oil and, and water. Like It's not going to mix. You know what I'm saying? So I think people got to really, 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 really sit back and just take in and, and understand the things that you follow the things that you listen to like because all that is shaping our society today yeah like these kids on tiktok and all these you know stuff these these young people coming up it's it's a wild game out there and these young boys shooting everything every day is some violence and there's a lot of times it's young people too that's doing it and part of it is the music that's influencing that's just what it is and we got to learn to start loving and respect each other more to to curve some of this man because at this at the at the next rate then we're gonna be gone in a hundred years because niggas just want to shoot everybody can't even let people grow up and experience things because you in their life early so that's all I got on that mm, I was gonna play the clip I mean shit you didn't ran it down nah, the go whole ahead, way no, and no, summarize no, no, run it though run it though um let me see I'm gonna try and jump the gun but. If they want to know the best about us, where they look. Right. Yeah. They look at mainstream culture, right? What's the mainstream culture? By the Grammys. And what is mainstream yeah. culture? Right. Right. It's violence. It's drug dealing. It's drug selling. It's drug using. That's what. That's what they. Per- that's what they what's perceive as the best. And what is about being pushed? Why right. though? Right. No, you're right. Why is that the best of us? Right. Why? Like, Sam Smith gets to sing a great song about stay with me. Mm-hmm. That goes straight to power rotation on a mainstream radio station. If I sing that same song, stay with me, limited bandwidth. Because our violence isn't the threat, our love is. Our family separated. It's fine. It's perfect. The man staying with his family and raising his kids and pouring into his woman. That's a threat. Mm. You're about to be a preacher. That's <laughs> that is, that is. I feel like that's, Amen. Praise that's God. That's a, <laughs> Holy Spirit and that's, is and in that, me. And that's what R&B stands for. And that's why R&B takes such a back seat. Because mm. we're not promoting the aesthetic mm. that continues to perpetuate the stereotype. Mm. Mm. You guys are killers. You guys are animals. You guys are savages. That's when you're at your best. Mm. So that's what we're going to reward. Mm. Those are the guys who get the $100 million deals. Mm. Those are the guys who fill up the arenas and stadiums and talk that shit. We love when you talk that shit. Love? Ah. We're cool. Mm. You're saying, man, it's the reason why 
People think J. Cole weak and lame and all that. Man, I can't listen to all that conscious. I can't listen to all the nigga that just rap. Like, because they want to hear some shooting. Don't want to hear some violence. They want to hear you degrading women. And that's what they're going to push. They see, the record label see what is making money. And that's the money, that's what they're going to feed into. And see, that's my that's my only grievance with what he had to say, right? Yeah, is in terms of when you go to the J. Cole concert, or you go to the ESTG concert, you see the same fans. But what's the majority of the fans you see there? What what, what color is they skin? Oh, it's not gonna be us, right? So 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 again, we can't make that complaint on one end, and then we don't support on the other end. That's the issue. We support, but not just we can't do it in person because people can't afford it. That's no, no. I, 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 but the stream. Wait, 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 wait. Stop, stop, stop right there. What's because up? we done said on this podcast before, consumer dollars. We are the number one in far spending in consumer dollars. So we can support it. That's true. Because we support clothing lines and uh, Louis Vuitton and Gucci and all types of shit. Amiri. So we can spend money over there. We can spend money with the type of music that we want to see. That's true. But we don't do it. Right? So that's where the accountability comes in at. In terms of what they support, we can't control that. But what we support, we can. And the fact is, is we don't support uh, tank or R&B or whatever We support Dirk ESTG Yo Gotti Pooh Money Bag Yo Pooh Shiesty That's the type of stuff That we support mm-hmm. So it's like Again it, Tank at House of Blues Right When he should be Selling out stadiums Right So it's a situation Where it's, I mean Tell me when last time You went to a Tank concert Never I have been to a few R&B concerts Did you go to Tank No I didn't go to Tank Alright Bet you've been to more rap concerts than R&B concerts. Nope. No? No. I'd say. Oh, it's even. Yeah, about even. So you support both? Yeah. I'm I'm balanced, though. I'm, I understand both sides. Like, I mean, how I grew up. I grew up bo- on both extremes. My pops fucked the police with NWA, and then my mama is all straight gospel. So, but I, you know, I, I like everything that's in between. I like both, both extremes. But what I mostly listen to is it'll be more... It ain't going to be no shooting and shit. It's going to be player stuff or just something I can vibe to. Currency, big crit. Like, I, I, I listen to, I like, I like creativity. So I really take in, like, the beat, the production, and things like that outside of the words itself. Mm-hmm. I could just listen to, if it's a good melody, I'm hemming the melody all day. So that's just me because I ain't got time for all that shit. You know what the issue is? Is that black people spend our money and our efforts and our attention on things that we can relate to more so than where we're trying to go. That's what the issue is. Yeah. ESTG or somebody is talking about selling drugs or is talking about shooting somebody. They got ops and, you know, Dirk and them talking about shooting and killing and violence and, you know, crime. That's what a lot of us can identify with. So we're going to support that type of music more so than supporting where we're trying to get to. I think until that changes, we're just going to have the, the, the same cycle. But fact is, is that, you know, it's, it's just hard to get us as a community on one page to support anything positive. Unless, you know, a tragedy happens or a crisis happens first. Then we'll get on the same page and support some, some positive stuff. But if left up to our own leisure, you know, it's a, it's a reason fighting videos get the most views on Worldstar. It's a reason shootings, you know, type, that type of thing gets the most views on YouTube. You know, it's a reason that Dirk can drop a video and it'd be at 10 million views within a day. Shit, look at movies. Avengers. Right. War movies. They all, they all get this violence. It's, yeah. 
So like we as we as a culture, you know, and and again, not just us, everybody. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not concerned with everybody. I'm concerned with us because because that's what he's speaking to. Mm-hmm. You know, we we choose to support those things. But when that when that one black comedy movie come out every year, we don't really go support. We're bootlegged. But we don't go put that those dollars behind that. You know, Avengers gonna do shit five hundred million in a weekend, hundred million in a weekend. That that black movie come out, it do ten. So how can we on one end say we you know have the influence, number one influence, and our consumer dollar is the number one dollar, and we don't support ourselves when we doing positive things? Like Tyler Perry, they hate they killing Tyler Perry. Exactly. Right? Shit, we don't even support regular black TV shows, but we'll support goddamn. Fox with uh, what you gonna call it? Uh, the drug, the drug show. Uh, yeah, um, you talking about uh, Snowfall? Snowfall. Yeah, FA, everybody yeah. into that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Because again, it's a situation where we gonna we gonna spend our time, effort, and money on things we can identify with more so than where we trying to go. And as long as that's the case, we are gonna be running in place on the treadmill. We definitely should be. We spending on money that we can relate to. We definitely should be supporting Tyler Perry then. Yeah, because he be having all the drama. And all the shit that really happened that really go on. Anything crazy is enough. I'll break like 15 shows or something like that. It, or even even if we don't agree with the content, let's not speak negatively on it. Right. Because he has so much power in the industry. Let's 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 big him up and he gonna bring more of us, which he's doing, and every movie is full of black folks. He putting people in, in position to win. So why don't we just fight to get in position? Why not bad mouthing that man? And then when we get in position, we can take it to what we want to take it to. But we don't do that. If somebody gets up or somebody is the leader and gets to a certain space and we don't agree with what they're doing, oh, it's fuck them. Mm-hmm. All this movie's trash. All this shows is trash. Mm-hmm. Is that the third? We don't support it. We literally come out in public and badmouth them. Or it's getting corny or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. But other cultures don't do that. <laughs> if they, if Meryl Streep is in a terrible movie, you ain't going to see white folks speaking on that publicly? We, it's just, hey, we're going to sweep that under the rug. See a legend, man. We're just going to ride with it. And that's we need to be more unified in that regard. But we got a crabs in a barrel mentality. A lot of us feel like you know, I, I could be doing what he's doing, or you know, I could be making movies like that. Y'all, y'all praising him for that? Like we see it all the time with our with our own podcast. There's people that that rock with us every month, bro. Like I was talking to the guys before this, bro. We are in front of five hundred thousand plus people a month. I know because I pulled analytics on every platform. If you combine our views on every platform, it's over. It's a, it's over about six hundred thousand. But how many, like, we don't really see that many, like, don't get me wrong, like, our, our normal supporters, our regular supporters show us love 24-7. But if it's 600,000 people watching this pod or listening to this pod in one form or another, whether it's a clip, full pod, audio stream, whatever, it should be getting way more attention than, than it's getting. But it is getting attention, but we ain't championing it. You know what I'm saying? We, and and it, ain't bashing women. Right. But 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 that right there is is a is a problem. We'll support some shit on the low, just like with the movies. We'll bootleg the shit out of them. We ain't going to the movies and spending that twenty dollars with Tyler Perry. Hell, no, I ain't watching no Tyler Perry movies for twenty dollars. But you'll bootleg it. So you know, and, 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 and until we change that that mindset and start riding for us and in, in, in every platform. And again, even if it's something you don't disagree with, just don't speak on it. Unless unless see out there just doing some egregious you know things, then that that's different. Like an R. Kelly situation, something like that. Then yeah, we get him far the fuck away from us. But you know, just just because I, I don't like the content, I'm not about to go online and just bad kill this man. Like what? You know. So until, until we get out of that, we gonna have the same issues, bro. So um, 
I don't know. But on that note, we're going to get into quick hits. I'm not listening to Sam Smith in the club. Hell no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. It better be some ass shaking. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about what Otis got to say. I didn't say in the club. The club, of course, is a certain atmosphere for that boat. That's real shit. But, um. Stay with me. <laughs> niggas gonna remix in some kind of way. Of course. There's some know your bounce on there. You'll be all right. That's a fact. Stay, 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 I feel like modern women would rather crash the car than give up control of the wheel and just sit in the passenger seat quietly and patiently. Now I agree with that, but I want to get y'all's take on that on that notion. My, the, the modern woman in general would rather crash the car than not be in control of you know where we're going. Do y'all agree with that notion or not? Crash. So you're saying. She's driving you in the passenger seat. Nope. I'm saying I'm driving. She in the passenger seat. She rather but she can't sit there and you let know, you crash patiently. She'd rather crash it than you crash it. Or, or no, she would she would rather have input so much so that we crash the car fighting over the steering wheel than her just letting me control things or letting me go where we're trying to go. Mm. Even if you're going the wrong direction. Right. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. Uh, I think they would rather be driving. They would rather drive the car. If they can't trust you, they driving. I don't think there's no in between. Now the ones that they are fighting with, probably. And going back to the to the part that we talking about, a lot of times in that in that situation, they one letting the, the wrong person lead. But I think it'd be too early sometimes. It's like you think you think Dayton is talking or something like that. Like our terminologies are off. We we weigh them differently. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's that's one of the main issues because a woman would want to be driving early when y'all both should kind of be coasting. Almost like like driver's ed in a sense. Like where you got two steering wheels. Like it kind of should be like that initially. Because y'all both get to learn each other, know each other, whatever. So nobody really leading anybody. I'm still, we both still trying to figure this out. We both trying to figure if we even like each other still. Like, yeah, you look good. I look good. You know, we may grab something to eat. Conversation is cool. But now we got to go a little bit further. And so in those instances, yeah, I think women just rather drive themselves. They rather drive themselves and they crash, knowing they crash because they have full control versus sitting in the passenger seat and letting it go up and down, up and down. We're talking about this is in a relationship. It's no, yes. We're already in a relationship. Yep. Uh, mm, I believe if the man set a, a solid GPS on the navigation system where she can see it, she doesn't mind him 
driving. Mm. But if he just says, hey, uh, we're going to goddamn San Antonio. I really don't know how to get there. But I think it's this way and that way. Hell yeah, she's going to try to steer, steer the steering wheel. Why wouldn't you? If you don't know where the hell you're going, and I and I think I know, yeah, hell yeah, we're going to steer the steering wheel. You're going in fucking circles. I'm tired of this shit. We ain't reached our destination yet. So I think it's it's on mostly the man having a solid plan or, or a solid destination of where he's going, and he set out a solid path to where she sees him hitting every every exit, every every stop that they need to hit. And yeah, she doesn't mind letting you steer the car. She wants you to drive because women don't like driving anyway. So, but it's huh? it's just a it's natural feel today. They naturally have been doing things for so long by themselves. It's kind of hard to relinquish that control. Here we go. That's what I'm getting to. But go, go ahead. Because that's what I'm, I'm I'm currently going through that. It's just certain things that I may do that she's not used to somebody else stepping up and doing. And I'll be like, I got it. Like, this is nothing. Like, what do you mean? Like, eh? like you get home, trash already taken out. Like, that's, that's, that's small for me. But then she was by herself. She would do small things like that or having to wash the dishes or things like that. It's like, it's just, it's certain roles. First of all, the the whole roles in the house, I don't really believe in, too, because what works for your situation just works for your situation. Everybody's different, too. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's that would be the main thing. Them just being so used to doing everything by themselves and having to, and just kind of forcing almost to be independent. You you have no other choice. I mean, because I, I still do things, too, where I may try to take too much control over something because I've been single for so long. And it's just my natural instinct to just do shit. Yeah. And so now you got two people that's been independent for so long in their natural state now coming together and having to work with each other's push and pull. Mm-hmm. And so y'all both have to just understand each other's roles and let it kind of let things be. Compromise. Yeah. And see, that's that's where my grievance lies. Because if you have those type of uncertainties, wouldn't that mean that you're not ready to get in the passenger seat of somebody else's car yet? No. Mm, I wouldn't say that, cause it, it's a it's like it's it's new. So I'm not saying you're not ready, but like, I mean, like, cause when I issue when the instance came up, it was just like, okay, you know, I just it kind of caught off guard. So I wouldn't say that that the person necessarily wouldn't be ready. It just an opportunity hadn't came up for it to be tested. That's what I would say. So that would mean that you guys didn't communicate in terms of you know what my expectations are in this thing. No. Mm-hmm. Just kind of letting things happen or, or organically? No, nah, because it could just be I mean? just one-offs, stuff that you didn't talk about. Just small one-offs that wasn't, you know. I think there's a lot of, you can't communicate everything like your, like every standard of the relationship right before you get into one. You mm-hmm. can't, because there's certain things that you look over that you did on a, that were just like uh, timely things. There's a pattern for you mm-hmm. that you always did over and over. It was yeah. routine for you over and over again. And then you're like, oh shit, I got a woman in the house now that. You know, she's she's used to it, and this is kind of a, a womanly thing to do. And now I got to let her relinquish that and let her do that or or compromise on this side of, of doing this lesser or, you know what I'm saying? Those 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 are certain type of things that you got to work on throughout the relationship. But setting a good path, set, setting a destination, a good path of where we need to be at, at at every stop at a certain period of time, I think that's how you make the relationship work. The thing is that I would, I would agree for the most part, but... In my in my back and forth, I I brought up a scenario in which the guy did something similar to that. Right, he you know 
course you get into a car, you you automatically trusting somebody's judgment. You are deferring to them. You are submitting to somebody when you get in the passenger seat or the back seat of their car. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. Right. But my issue is that a lot of women get into that car and they're not ready to be driven. Yet. They are still ready to drive their own car mm-hmm. because they don't trust men. Because a lot of times, again, upbringing, they didn't necessarily have a strong male figure. They, they don't necessarily know what leadership looks like mm-hmm. in general. Right. So the man will get in the car. He'll set the GPS and he'll put it right there on the dashboard. But that's not the route that she used to take mm-hmm. So instead of saying, you know what, <laughs> I'm gonna just let him let him let him cook. A lot of women in, in the modern era will try to reach for the steering wheel in this, you know, analogy that we're okay. speaking yeah, of. Yeah. They'll, they'll try to reach for the steering wheel because this is the way that I'm comfortable getting there, right? Which is fine when you're in your own car. Mm-hmm. But if I'm in the passenger seat of somebody, it's just like us riding together. We, we may take different different routes to the same spot, but if I'm riding with you, I'm going to kick back. Bro, bro know where we going. We, 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 we didn't been there before. He been there, I've been there. He taking a different route. All right, fuck it. There got to be a reason why he's taking that route. So I'm just going to let you cook. Mm-hmm. But a lot of women don't do that. And it's because of trauma or it's because of upbringing or because of programming. And that's why I asked the question, wouldn't that mean you're not ready to ride in the passenger seat of somebody's car yet? You're doing it a bit early. And now this man who's confident in where he's going has a solid plan, GPS right there on the dashboard. I got to deal with you reaching for my steering wheel. What's the destination here? No, I'm, I'm, it's irrelevant. Like, awesome. well, it has to be. Is destination you, marriage, or is it? Oh yeah, d- definitely marriage. So the destination yeah. is marriage. Definitely. So the car is the the start of our relationship. Start. Yeah, the the the, the start of a committed relationship. The start yes. of committed. So hell yeah, they gonna hop in the damn car. I I want marriage. Marriage is the goal. I'm gonna hop in the car. Mm-hmm. I trust you. But if you set a destination path to marriage, and this is the route you want to take to get there, mm. yeah, I don't I don't think they'll they'll have a trouble touching the steering wheel. I don't I don't think they'll touch the steering wheel. Because you set a definite path of how you want to get to marriage. Mm-hmm. But the problem comes if a man sets a path of, oh, hey, I want to go to marriage. The relationship is to start the car. And now you sit there. You go and buy the strip club here on, on certain nights. You go and buy the other girl house on another night. You know what I'm saying? And this is the stops I have to take while I'm riding with you. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, this, this we're not hitting our destination. We going in circles. Mm-hmm. We run out of gas. Gas price is too high. <laughs> Can't afford this. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, hell yeah, I'm going to hop in the car. Or the other side of that is you you agree to the route that I gave you, and then you get in the car and feel like, well, I feel like we can take shortcuts now, which which happens a lot, right? A man will have a set, guess, goal or time period in which he's willing to be married. Woman will get with him, be with him for a year, whatever. He might have said, yeah, but I'm you know I'm looking to get married, you know, around twenty seven, twenty eight. He might be twenty three. She get with him two years in and looking at him like because her friends are getting married or because this, that, and the third. And now I want to put a rush on things. I understand you said you're going to be comfortable. And I know we discussed that, but we've been together, hadn't had many hiccups, hadn't had many hurdles. So why can't that time period speed up just so a, just, just a little bit? If he said 27, 28, and she hopped in the car still, then that's her fucking That's thing. all I'm saying. But if, but I mean, it's still, if he said 27, 28, and now they 29, 30. Right. Then that's she right. has the right to grab the steering wheel. I agree wholeheartedly. I, I agree wholeheartedly. But Still hopping in that car. Just hmm? jump out. <laughs> <laughs> Two years. I'm out. The milk has expired. But I mean, that's all I'm saying is that when you get in somebody's car, you are entrusting them with your livelihood. You are submitting to them. You are deferring to them. That's that's just what it is. Hmm? Relationship or not. 
If you if you agree to get in the car, that means you agree with the man plan. Let the man play out his plan, regardless of what your programming is. And I know it may be hard or whatever, but get therapy or do the self-work you need to be ready to submit to said man when you get in a relationship. And he hasn't shown any signs mm. of being faulty. If he's been solid the whole way, and again, that's the scenario I presented. And she said, yeah, even though he's been solid the whole way, I came up like this. I seen my mama do this. I did that, so I still got my, you know, whatever, whatever. So it's going to be hard. I got anxiety. I need you to talk me through it. I need you to. No, a man shouldn't have to do that. If I hadn't given you reason to doubt me, don't doubt me. Mm-hmm. That's now, true. Now, if I did give you reason to doubt my judgment, just like Kenny said earlier, well, I don't mm-hmm. know where the hell I'm going. That's something different. Stop this car right now. I'm getting the fuck out of it. Mm-hmm. But women don't do that. A man may say that And she'll say You know what Okay well I got trust that he can figure it out But once you say Oh I got trust that he can figure it out You gotta sit back And let that man figure it out mm-hmm. Don't say that And then get to reaching For the steering wheel When he going a different route That you ain't used to taking And that's what a lot of Modern women do So I don't know I mean I, I just I just felt it was It was interesting It deserved a A, 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 a more deeper dive I think I might have to Unpack that a little more I feel it What if they riding the bus <laughs> <laughs> You left your car to be sit by this man on the bus. That speaks to a big issue. Hey, what we said, gas high right now. Nah, fuck that. We both taking the bus. Baby. Nah, we ain't both taking the taking the bus by yourself. <laughs> That's a fact. Um, but staying on the topic of commitment, uh, second part of quick hits. How much do y'all feel like insecurity plays as far as a man when he's trying to decide whether or not I should like commit seriously to this woman? Now we talking about somebody that been dating eight months, nine months. Things have been solid, ain't really been no faulty behavior, no shaky behavior, but he's still a bit hesitant. How much do y'all feel like insecurity plays in his decision making? Say, you know what? I'm ready to just, you know, go full force with this thing as a as a unit. When you say insecurity, what is he insecure about? That's my Again you can define it How you want Or or if you feel like Insecurity doesn't play a role Then you can just say I don't feel like that 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 plays a role You can define insecurity However you want to Ask that question One more time Um, When a a man is Thinking about Serious commitment To a woman Mm -hmm. But he's kind of Freezing up He's kind of hesitant To do so How much do you feel like Insecurity within himself Plays a role in that Mm. It'll, I think most, yeah, it'll be a shit, probably a hundred percent, like all of it, because he either personally just not ready, because he's not ready to get off these hoes, or he's just insecure about his funds, which I think majority of it, that's what it'd be a lot of times, mm. because you, because I think a lot of men understand that when they have a woman in their life, for the most part, they have to have a finance together, right? Say finance, no romance, so. If you don't have your bread right, that woman is it's easy for her to leave because that's one thing they look for is financial security. You can't keep a roof over her head. You know, why am I here? What benefit are you bringing to her when you're dragging her down? All right. So yeah, I think it's, it's a lot of insecurity when it comes to that. Because if you, secure men are not going to be scared of what's, what's to come. If their finance is right, they know that they're ready to, you know, get out the game and find that person. I don't think they worry about anything else. Outside of that, they're not worried about anything messing up the structure, their thought process, none of that, because they are secure in themselves. So, yeah, I, I would say there would be partial insecurity about, 
I think I think mostly finance though. Finance and one, and then two, just just trying to trying to give up the you know give up the life. Mm. I got five, six, seven options, and I got to go down just one forever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> I got a rotation. You know what I'm saying? Every Man. six months or so, I got I get to re up. I get something brand new. It's like leasing a car. I get you know new car. I get you know. Uh, Is this pussy really? You <laughs> <laughs> know, last night she really didn't give me what she really wasn't. Am I really? Damn. Okay, Kenny, how much do you feel like insecurity plays a role in a man's kind of hesitancy to commit to a woman that we know? Because, again, just provide a bit more context. We all done been there. In terms of where we run into a woman that we pretty sure will make a, you know, great companion in a serious, you know, fashion or whatever. But how much does insecurity play in a role for us to be so hesitant? Uh, I think like Oda said, 100%. Because if you didn't commit to something you're insecure about, you don't feel like you can provide for mm. something. Either you can't stay away from, stay with just one vagina for the rest of your life, or your finances ain't right, or you just not mentally right, or maybe it's something with her family. Mm. Mm. Maybe no it's something with your family. Yeah, no something to stop you in your mm. head from saying, or something you're insecure about to stop you from fully committing. Mm. Oh, yeah, I would say 100%, yeah. But damn, that's a hard. <laughs> I gotta give up eight vaginas for this one. <laughs> better be immaculate. <laughs> this one, yeah. Um, I w- <laughs> and a headache. <laughs> uh, Damn, Tylenol on you. Dang, you don't cook like my mama. Because oh, Keisha show cook like Not that. On do nothing yeah, else. To get stabbed. <laughs> I ain't had these problems when Keisha was here. Every time I walk in the house, I smell pasta. <laughs> Tired of that shit. I can't take it no more. Is this Olive Garden? <laughs> <laughs> it says this Olive Garden. Yeah. Um, my fried pork chops, smothered pork chops. At come on, man. Uh, I, I would say a lot. I, I would say a lot. Um, and I would agree. I think a lot of it is finances. Because again, men just have such high expectations in terms of the load that we're gonna be taking on. Y'all think his finances is number one? I do. Man, I think it's us not being a step away from the game. Honestly. I would I would almost I equate both. them equally, but the finance just the slight edge. When you wanna be serious. Oh man, I think But the the wild part can is that finances even play a factor into what you're saying. Cause most dudes don't really get a lot of options until they get money. But when you you get married, now your your money is gonna automatically increase. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you could still not have a lot of money and still hit at least two or three women not in a, a year, man. at least. But but mo- most men can't. But you got to be handsome and charming too. <laughs> no, nah, you don't. I know a lot of dudes. Be big and sloppy. That's trash, sloppy. There's still other sloppy trash women out there. But, uh, they can still. I was just about to say, but you they, know what I'm saying? but they, but they on their playing field though, right? Yeah. It, it, they they not going up. Is. You still getting your, your yeah. If you, you still were, giving up that much. I mean, if you a three, you got plenty of ones and twos you can hit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a fact. <laughs> but when I give up the game, well, I got to I got to give up all this ass. I got to give up twos and threes. <laughs> Jeez, I'm already spending money. I ain't worried about it. I'm already spending money on eight chicks anyway. That's true. But I mean, you know what else though? You know what else? I feel like 
another key factor that like a lot of us don't factor in is like the likelihood of failure. I think men just don't like failure, man. Yep. And like going into this situation, and how do most men fail though? Cheating. <laughs> <laughs> because of insecurity. Insecurity. So it come back around. But you know, again, I think you know, like men have to shoulder a lot in terms of making sure that this relationship goes where it goes. Because ho- however it ends, it's gonna be our fault. However, whether we cheat or she cheat, it's still gonna be our fault in terms of like public perception. Mm. So you know, men know that going in, this is a lose lose situation. I know the odds are against me because you know the retention of relationships is not high. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm I'm a little terrified of this. And then not only that, but I, I got things to lose. And not even necessarily money, but we get together and we have kids. I'm go I go from seeing my daughter every day to on weekends and holidays. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, is this gamble worth it? I'm 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 insecure in my likelihood of success of this. Because people change. We say it all the time. People change all the time. So what's maybe working for me right now may not work five years from now. She may just wake up and say, you know what? You're not in season no more. You're not in season. <laughs> this ain't getting it done for me. <laughs> and then take my child and go live a, a hot girl summer. Mm. So, you know, I think it's that. Um, but insecurity definitely plays a role. I would say 100% of the mm-hmm. role. Um, you know, men don't just have a desire to be hoes forever. We don't. But... Men are very pragmatic and weighing pros and cons of things. Why you gotta say my name, huh? Damn, <laughs> you supposed to be boys. <laughs> you can hear. You can <laughs> supposed to be boys. But uh, but I yeah, not a hoe. So like you know, men are men are very pragmatic in terms of like what what we weighing. Say <laughs> so I'm not a slut. How about that? Oh my god, y'all. Told you I have Bible study every Wednesday and Friday. Mm-hmm. That's what holds that. Pastor, pastor, hey, 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 that's what I heard they at. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. So, I mean, yeah, all of that factors into it. Um, but I think like women think men just don't want to settle for just petty reasons, and I think it, it goes a bit deeper than that. A lot of the time we can't really express it, but you know, a man is factoring in all of those things when we think about settling down with you. It ain't really got much to do with you per se. Is us being able to carry however this thing goes. Because a lot of men are are great leaders of ourselves. But when it's time to lead other people and other people's livelihood depends on us, everybody mm-hmm. ain't built to carry that type of weight. Mm-hmm. Let's just be honest here. Yep. So, you know, that's some of the stuff that, that men factor in and it causes us to be a bit hesitant. But, you know, at the same time, fellas know when we're ready or when we're not ready, let that good woman go find a man who's ready. Don't just keep dragging her along and, you know, playing hopscotch, whether or not you're going to commit to her. Because then you're doing her a disservice and you're going to make it hard for the next real nigga that she run into who is actually ready. I better let it go. That's real. Shout out to Teddy P. Boom, boom. Oh, TJ. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I just let it rock. I was about to go. <laughs> All right, man. All that though, we're going to get that advice column, bro. All right, this first one is from Jermaine, Patreon member. He said, what's up, fellas? Love the part and all y'all do for the culture. I have two questions that I would love some input on. My wife and I have been married for three years. We have a beautiful baby girl who's almost two now and have older kids who are six and eight. I was working a remote job and was watching our youngest at home. Ever since I started the remote job, I've noticed my wife not doing as much around the house. I'm not traditional in thinking, 
So we have always shared duties. However, over the past few months, I've been cooking and cleaning 90% of the time. Our two-year-old is a handful and times get overwhelming, but I feel like I'm pulling most of the load. How would you have the conversation about her doing more around the house? Second question and scenario. I just accepted a new job, but it is not remote, so I can't watch our two-year-old daughter at home anymore. My mom owns a daycare center, but my wife doesn't want to take our daughter to her daycare because some of the teachers aren't the best. She went to the daycare before, but was getting rashes, etc. Mm. We can have free childcare, but she insists on us finding another daycare and paying 800 a month. I know my mom will feel a certain way if we don't take our daughter there. How do I navigate this situation? An extra $800 a month is a big deal when you can get daycare for free. Mm. Thoughts? Uh, stay lethal and keep educating the culture. So first question is, how does he bring up the notion of his wife not doing enough around the house? Is she working? Since he got to get daycare, I guess, is she working, huh? Yeah, it got to be. She probably working remote. Sounds like she was working, too. Yeah, she is. I just just can't tell whether or not it's remote or she's going into the office. Yeah, he's remote now. She's going into the office. So since she's home all day. Right. Mm -hmm. She ain't making no damn dishes. Yeah. He making all the no. <laughs> I don't just bring it up. Say, hey, man, I appreciate it if you know. Damn, that's a hard question. Lacking, <laughs> though. But I mean, if you feel like it, you need to talk about it and talk about it. <clears throat> you know how to talk to your wife. Say, hey, baby, uh, I know you be going to work, come home, you know, be cooking. But I appreciate it if maybe, you know, cook more. <laughs> <laughs> How am I cooking 90% of the time? Uh, and cleaning. And cleaning and taking care of our daughter for the most part because I'm spending the most time with her. Let's just keep it G here. Yeah. If I'm working remote from home, so I'm working my regular job and taking care of my daughter and cleaning and cooking 90% of the time. Yeah, I appreciate you help out. I'll be wore out some days, baby. <laughs> That's honest. Hey. If I say like that bad chaotic say, women's hands <laughs> to fit a broom. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Chaotic man Boy's a damn fool I swear <gasps> Um, But yeah I mean I, I would agree man I think You know it's, it's no way to approach the situation But to rip the bandaid off mm-hmm. Yeah It is what it is And um, you know Just don't get to the point To where when you talking to her It's just pure anger Because then that conversation Is not gonna go as well You know what I'm saying So just wait till you get Into a cool spot Sit it down Just like Kenny saying bro Just Look man I need some help mm-hmm. I need help and I understand you work. I work too. But I shouldn't be doing 90% of the other duties just because you work. We both working. So, you know, please. He at, I'm begging you. He at home, though. Regardless. But he, he working while you're home. Yeah. So, I mean, it's more convenient for him to thaw the meat out, put it on. She got to come home through traffic. She you know, get off at 5. She ain't get home till 6, 15, 6, 30. Mm-hmm. She tired. She mentally drained. So again, uh, he home working and taking care of his two year old daughter. I'm not sure if you're familiar with a two year old kid, which I'm, I'm sure you are. Then we say we got to shoulder the load sometimes. That's right. But again, ninety percent. That's not realistic here. Now don't, don't get me wrong. You going to work, and I understand you tired when you get home. That's cool. But I'm here working too. Now if I'm at home not working, this is a different conversation. But I'm working too. So I got to be on this computer. I'm in meetings. I got to go check on my daughter. She running around, tearing shit up. I got to go clean. I got to go cook. I got to. So when you get home, I'm drained too. 
Ain't, she ain't coming up. Doing two ass. jobs. Two jobs. Watching the kid they, and working out. They gonna say they do it too. Not in this instance, but yeah. you know. But I'm but I mean in terms of him, that's what that that's what he gotta like get across. <clears> you know, <throat> we as men sometimes we'll just not say nothing or let it, you know, let whatever because we don't wanna seem like you know, we can't handle it or we weak or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But nah, bro, that, that's what y'all got married for, to help each other. I, I need help. I'm just trying to push something. <laughs> you know what I mean? So She ain't coming off no ass. That's why you complaining about it. I don't know, man. Don't, if she I was, I don't think he'd be complaining. Yeah, I, I still complain. Shit, cooking and cleaning is worse than... Say so you gonna be in there pumping for eleven minutes, <laughs> nigga. That ain't got nothing to do with these. He better hope he get eleven minutes. Eight hours. I was here cleaning and cooking and taking care of our daughter. Like, come on, bro. So yeah, nah, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah bring it to us straight. Help. You need some help. That's what they there for. Y'all here to help each other. Well, sometimes you delegate. You say, I need you to do this. I don't think nothing wrong with that. If you were in a relationship, now I think there comes a point in time a dele- delegation is. Gets put on as I'm not your slave, or you ain't gonna tell me what to do. You're not my dad, you're not my parent. Instead of, hey, asking for help, hey, can you help me do this? <clears throat> and now, if you still disagree to not help, then we have a different problem. Right, right, right. right. But what you telling me, hey, you need to do this, now I got a problem because you're not about to tell me what to do. But I think you need help with, hey, hey, I would appreciate it if you help me. Okay, you know what? I'm sorry, baby. I wasn't, I was doing it. Now, hey, you gonna get in there and clean that bathroom. No. <laughs> I'm not saying like that, but no, yeah, it should be like he gonna get in there and cook if he take care of. Hey, but I'm going, I'm going bathe, bathe our daughter. Do you mind knocking out dishes while I'm? I mean, I think something like that. No, (laughs) damn, I want a divorce. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, I think it's just how you delegate. Rip the bandaid off. Tell it to her right now before it gets to a point of no return. All right, second question with this daycare situation. Uh, he said that, you know, he has the option to take his daughter to his mama's daycare for free. But he said, you know, when the daughter was up there, she was getting rashes. His wife don't quite Man, agree with the education. Your daughter's not going back to that daycare. That's what I say, too. Your daughter's health is more important than some free goddamn daycare. Baby, Why is your daughter getting rashes? rashes? And your mom, and that's your mom's. All the time. That's your family. And she come back with rashes. Hey, mama, clean that place up. You can't be cleaning this <laughs> Yeah, for for real, man. There. It's you got young, young kids over there, weak immune systems, and you got people come back with rashes over and over again. Just tell you, mama, clean shit up. Uh, damn. I, I'm on the side with that one. Hell yeah. No, she ain't going, no, I ain't got no kids, and I still wouldn't send nobody. No, come back with rashes. You lucky that's all she got right now is a rash. Getting a rash over and over repeatedly. Yeah, that's true. Come on, fam. That's true. You don't play with, you don't play with your so, kids, hell. Something just ain't right. <laughs> you can't keep my baby, so I know the baby crying. Yeah, that's true, too. Because he got a rash, so it's always itching. Come on, man. You, with you. Uh, fuck yeah. all that. I that ain't saying he got to pay the 800 I mean, I understand he don't want to pay the 800 I get that. But no, your something got to give. The price for your kids' health is, is, is non-negotiable. And that can spread to other kids. Or to you. It's it's not it's not a ghostful thing. We ain't going back there. And I'm talking about my mom. Hey. I'm sorry, you raggedy bitch. <laughs> Mama gotta understand. Clean that shit up. Clean that shit up. Mama. Too old to be doing this. Mama gotta understand. I'm sorry. 
Uh, yeah, I, I agree, man. I think you got Sorry, we can't monetize this up. Damn. That's you gonna never make another dollar on YouTube, man. Just saying, man. That's, that's nasty. I hate dirty. Yeah. I hate people that ain't clean, man. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta control that. <laughs> yeah, I agree, bro. You gotta do what you gotta do for your kid, man. Uh, you know, free ain't always good. Cause if you spending that money on doctor bills, is it really free? Shit. So you gotta look at the situation. You gonna spend money either way. So it best be it would behoove you to make sure that your daughter is healthy or your child is healthy. So nah, hell nah, man. You do what you gotta do on that regard. Bobby just gonna have to understand. Is she gonna clean that shit up? Or delegate that. God damn it. <laughs> Tell your mama Matter of fact I've been calling Child protective services On her shit <laughs> Right outside the door <laughs> She could be calling me Baby look what just happened CVS or whoever Just oh came my in God. They about to shut me down What <laughs> Hold on Is that your car <laughs> Alright man We gonna move on To the next one man This is from MV Panabar Public health crisis man <laughs> 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 your mom is a threat to the community. If your yeah, if your daughter got rashes, she just imagine everybody else. Oh, she is a threat to the community. <laughs> <laughs> What's that daycare called? I'm about to call myself. Sitting in the I'm leave a Google review no, on that I shit. I don't like that. One star. I don't like that. I would give it a zero if it was an option. No, we got to hold people accountable. <laughs> <laughs> And it starts with the day. <laughs> oh. oh my God. All right. Uh, uh, Emmy Panama says that if a woman is the breadwinner, should the guy submit to her? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, baby. How the fuck you gonna leave? <laughs> Well, hold on. A significant, it gotta be a significant amount, though. How the fuck you gonna leave? It gotta be a significant amount. You got no money. <laughs> so, how much money, though? How much money? She the breadwinner. I know, That's but all saying, I need to know. 5000 though. That ain't that much. Nah, difference. but this 5000 she ain't, she ain't the breadwinner. This is a significant amount of no difference, pal. Mm. You ain't leading shit, man. Can't Come on, shit. man. Come on, bro. You got no authority. Come Might on. Might as well dog. cut your nuts off. Cause they gone. You gotta, you gotta leave up, fam. <laughs> That's fucked up But it's the truth man You ain't gonna never Have no respect in that household Never Ever I don't care what they say Every argument She gonna say You gonna sit your little ass down somewhere I don't know Damn I don't know I don't, man. I don't know Okay 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 okay. We gotta talk about a number though Because he, She didn't give us a number So Let's say he had 150 She had 150 I'm just, I know I know I'm just Let me Let me, let me. 150 She had 250 Mm-hmm. I think in that instance, he'll be able to still carry some weight. But it's a hundred thousand hundred thousand dollar difference. So with that, it's not like one fifty and then fifty. I think that's that's dress. That's different. But I think it's the the playing field, I think that kind of matters some. If the woman is the breadwinner, should he submit to her? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Eddie what Winslow. Is, what does that look like? Uh, you know, me and submission. I don't like that word. But 
Uh, when it comes to financial things, which is everything, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. Damn. In the perfect world, it shouldn't matter if you found your partner. In a perfect world, but unfortunately, financially, she is the strength of the relationship. Financially, mm-hmm. that's her strength. But if, if everything else, she ain't nah, I ain't submitting. I ain't going out. <laughs> she can make a lot of money and still be frugal with her money and, and can't save for shit. So now you got to rely on me, the one that knows how to save money, knows how to budget. Hey, you give me your, that's like a lot of dudes that make a lot of money. They give their checks to their wives. Say, hey, I, I just, I want to blow it. So instead, I know you know how to financially divide this shit up. Here, take this. Mm. Yeah, um, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I think if that's a if it's a drastic difference in money, now again, this is Oprah's in the circumstances to where money don't really matter. He making one fifty, she making two fifty. That's a four hundred thousand dollar household. Money don't matter in that that instance. It's just a matter of choice. So we we got to make it realistic. She make a hundred thousand, he make forty two thousand. Ryan, she yeah, she gonna she Ryan, gonna, she gonna son you, she gonna little boy you. That's correct. Because again, she gonna like w- women have hundred thousand dollar incomes and they have hundred thousand dollar tastes with that's them incomes. Shit, they got hundred thousand dollar tastes when they had thirteen thousand. That's that's real. So what that means is, is that she's gonna want to do certain things that you're just not comfortable doing. Mm. And that's gonna emasculate you every single time. And it's not malicious on her. She just feel like I'm making a hundred thousand. I should be able to, you know what? I'm about to put in four days of PTO, and I want to go to Cabo this weekend. I want to stay at this resort, blah, blah blah. And as a man, when you hear that, our instinct is we want to pay for a significant amount of that. But if you're making forty two thousand, and she's making a hundred plus, it's gonna be real hard for you to take on the bulk of that situation. Let's just be honest here. So every time that happens, even if she doesn't say it. Subconsciously, you're gonna feel less than a man because I can't do for my woman how I want to do for her, mm-hmm. and that's just reality. Yeah. So, 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 what that turns into is you begin to take it out on her, even if she's not rubbing it in your face, mm-hmm. or even if she's not, you know, dragging her nuts around the house. You gonna feel insecure, and now you kind of got a bit, a bit of resentment for her. Mm. And now when she get to talking about promotions and shit, you approaching it with a little more of an attitude. You're a bit more resistant. You sure you want to take that job? Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You'll be making more. Because, because again, let's, let's just keep it honest here. How men are wired, finances are of the utmost importance. That's just what it is. That's how we wired. That's how we're programmed to be. And there are certain men who could put that to the back burner. Like, you know what? Out of love, we're going to make this work. I know you're making whatever the case may be. You know, but I'm, you know, I'm still a leader, this, that, and the third. Those are select few men. I want to shout out to all 12 of them on earth. But what I'm saying is this. Most situations are not going to go smoothly in that regard. Resentment is going to set in at some point. I don't see it. At some point. Could you imagine like if you, y'all you going to a corporate dinner, let's say, and she at an executive level, whatever, y'all going to a corporate <laughs> dinner, and she called the meeting or something, and you her date to the – because you're a husband. You're yeah. a date to the meeting. You know it's going to get ass. Got big wigs around this table. Food is food come in, come out, bill four, five hundred, six hundred, eight hundred. You can't even reach for your wallet for that. Let's just call it space space. So when she reaches for her purse to pay for it, 
how are you going to feel sitting at that table around her co-workers, which are other big wigs, and her going into her purse to pay for it because she the one called the meeting? How is that going to make you feel? Now, would it be different if maybe y'all already in a relationship for like a year and a half and then she got that big step up in pay? Definitely. Maybe he was making forty two then and she was, you know, mm-hmm. making 50000 and she got to step up to where she's making a hundred to $90,000 more a year. Mm-hmm. Would that be a difference in now staying in that relationship? I would say yes, but it's a time clock on it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. It's a time clock on it. Because now she's going to be around the people that's making 100000 Correct. So she's going to see what it's looking like. She's going to see what they can do. Now she can afford different things. She may be ordering DoorDash. Steak 48 DoorDash. <laughs> he can't do that every day. And, and, and again, like, as her taste elevates, it's not going to be intentional. It's mm-hmm. not going to be malicious. But a taste is going to elevate, and that means the type of clothes I wear are going to get more expensive. The restaurants I want to go to are going to get more expensive. And even if I'm not a material girl, let's just say I don't care about materials at all, because my my wife is like that. She don't care nothing about materials. But my wife likes to travel. So the the traveling expenses are going to go up a bit. I don't want to stay at three-star hotels no more when we was making Mm -hmm. $42,000. I'm I'm making $100,000. I'm trying to stay five-star, four-star better at at the lows. So you making $42,000. That's going to kind of, it's going to be a little stretchy. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to hurt a little bit. We're going to split this goddamn bill. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> what, what, what you going to think it, I think it would be okay if y'all met two years in. Y'all were like, serious relationship for two years, and then mm-hmm. she went on and get a, a higher paying job. I don't think it makes that much of a difference. For, for, for how long? That's my right. question. It can't stay uh, like that. I, I mean, maybe, you know, 10 years down the road, you get up to maybe... Fifty-five or sixty thousand, but you'll never make a hundred thousand. But she still makes her hundred thousand. I, I think, I think it's it's fine then. But I think if you meet somebody that's making a hundred thousand and you only make it forty-two thousand, her taste is already on a hundred thousand from the jump. Mm-hmm. That's what she's been with. That's that's what she's lived with a hundred thousand. That's how she's known. So you come in with forty-two thousand, you you can't live that lifestyle she's living. Mm. It's a totally different lifestyle. But when y'all together the first time and. He's making forty two, you making fifty, and then two years down the road, you're making hundred thousand, and you're still making forty two. You might go to fifty five or whatever, because that honestly, that's what most men making. It's realistic. Well, that's men that's already in their careers for thirty five years. It's fifty black men making fifty five thousand. So it's not like like this, you know. It's weird. You know what I'm saying? So I think if it's in that case, yeah, I I think it'd be fine. But if you meet somebody, you're only making forty two, and she's making one hundred twenty, I would I wouldn't test the waters. I wouldn't test the water because I can't live within her budget, her 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 playing field. Oh no, Kenny! I just don't see it. Give me the time clock on it though. Two years max. Think mm. two years max. I agree. Two I years. agree with that. Because she's gonna want you to step up some kind of way. Yep. And I'm not saying he got to make a hundred, but he gonna have to get to seventy, seventy-five or something. I think like. She going to push him. She going to, let's fix your resume up. Let's do this. Let's do that. Like, how can we get you on the level? Because she got that taste of money, and she going to want a little bit more. Mm. Like I said before, women women always want to progress, 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 progress. Like, they don't too much just chill, like find a spot to chill and settle down like a lot of men do. Men understand that a lot of, you know, it takes work to maintain and to, to keep going. So I think mentally a lot of men just be, you know, complacent. We'll get to a certain level. As long as everything paid for, we still take our trips. Our boy's good, family good. I think we'll get to a place when we'll be good. But once a woman starts progressing like that, she's going to continuously want more. 
Now, not saying men don't do that, but more times than not, I think mm-hmm. we'll be cool. But she would definitely try to push him, and if he don't elevate and continue to elevate or to get close, I think she'd leave him. Mm-hmm. As a man, I, I would feel, I would want to step up anyway. I think I would be insecure. I ain't going to lie. Me too. If a woman, if we was at the same level, of course, initially I'll be proud. I'm still cheering. I still got your back 100%. But if we both at 55 and then you elevate to 125 and I'm still at 55, I'm going to be like, eh. Because you're making double. history teacher? You're making double what I make. But what if he's already at his peak of his career? He's a history teacher. You better become a principal or AP or... No, he don't want to do that. His career is being a... Superintendent. His career job is being a teacher, teaching kids, not... Being a principal, he just want to teach history. I mean, in, in some instances, it it's, it works. I think because I know one of my coworkers, his um, his wife was a doctor, and so a lot of responsibilities he took on at the house because she always had to leave middle of the night, whatever, do surgery. So he would, you know, he's the one that's leaving work early, picking up the kids from school and things like that. They're on two different levels, but for them, it works. But I don't, I just don't see that majority of our people doing that. Mm. And staying there, I don't. I just. I don't know. Mm. It would be. A, it would be. It would definitely be dope if we could. Oh, for sure. That would be beautiful sure. to see. But I just. I don't know. I just don't see that really. Just really happening. I think we would be more. I think the man would be more insecure than the woman. Hell yeah, absolutely. In Hell that situation. Yeah. For sure. And I think that would probably be the reason the relationship breaks exactly up because yeah, yeah, yeah. of him, not because of her wanting to leave because he didn't elevate. I think it'd be because he's like just insecure, jealous mm-hmm. of the fact. It's just like the Martin episode when he found out Gina was. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. right. <laughs> you know, right. so yeah, but it's, it's because man, tie tie worth to income, mm-hmm. and that's that's unfortunate. But it's the truth. That's pro- come from programming. So when you know your woman get to make double what you making, it's like, oh, I'm dragging ass around you. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. I'm not being a man. She's the, she's more of a man, and that's to answer the question. I mean, you you either gonna have to submit or you're gonna have to move around. That's, that's just honest Because I mean It's only so much You know Tutelage a woman Going to be able to take From you If you're making 42000 And then you get to Telling her Well no nah, baby I don't think you should Buy that bag Or I don't think You should go on this trip You know I don't think you should You know Go to Mastro's Three times a week But that's what a taste is That's what she want to do And I'm making enough To be able to afford it So for you to tell me Oh baby I don't think You should do that She going to look at you Like you crazy Like this is my money I'm, I, I work hard for this money I want to eat What I want to eat what you, How you going to tell me What to eat What to buy and that's where the issue is going to come in. He got to be able to step it up in <clears throat> every single area. Yeah. That's the only way I see it, like, still working. Mm-hmm. I mean, sex got to be the bomb. He got to be cooking, cleaning. I mean, that's <laughs> what it is. He going he gonna to have to find ways to elevate if he can't do it financially. Right. I think it's going to be other ways where he has to really almost, like, kind of prove himself, mm-hmm. even though he's not making the money. It's like, this is what I'm still worth. I may not be making what you're making, but this is my value still. This is what I bring to our, to our relationship. Damn. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting situation. All right, last one of the day. This is from Grace, Patreon member. <laughs> Says, hello, Crew Season Podcast. I'm a huge fan. Just started listening to the podcast early this year, and I started from episode one, mm. walking my way up. I just want to let you guys know that you helped me through a tough time, and I appreciate it. So my question is this. I'm 20 and currently living in Miami, but I just got a job opportunity in Austin, Texas that's going to be paying me at least $95,000 a year. But my dad doesn't want me to go because he wants me to do nursing. And in all honesty, I don't want to do nursing. 
Actually, I wanted to get my degree in psychology instead, but he feels like anything outside of nursing is a bad career. But I'm still going to follow my heart and study psychology. But anyways, my question is, do you think I should take the job and move or focus on going to school to get my degree? Because I'm really confused and I'd have to make a decision before the end of the month. And I also have business ideas that I want to start up in the future to come. Not trying to work under someone forever. Please help. Damn. Yeah, we so we end up missing the, missing the window, man. But we're going we gonna to answer it anyway. Um, what y'all think? Should she move and take that money or should she stay there and, you know, get a, get a degree? Move. <clears throat> get up out of there. Got time to get some job experience. Take the job. See if you like it. You can still go to school while you work. Right. Take one class a year, whatever it is. Is your dad paying for your school? That is a great question. If he ain't paying for your school, he ain't got nothing to tell. Well, I'm not going to say it that way. If he's not financing your way through college, then he shouldn't be able to tell you what you should do, what you can't and can do. Mm -hmm. He can give you advice. Hey, maybe I think you should go this way. But if you want to go psychology, you paying your own way, then go for psychology. Don't waste your money on somebody else's dream. Is it somebody else's dream though, or is it he's just trying to look out for? Her? I think it's I, I think it's his dream in terms of what he visualized her doing. Yeah. So I mean, it may not be what he would have did, but I think it's his dream of what he visualized. He might have always wanted her to be in medicine because nursing is financially secure. That's a that's a nice position to have. They can travel, be at be at home, whatever. Yeah. It's also time so, consuming, and it's also can be very detrimental to your mental health too. It can be nurses work. Mm-hmm. Twelve hour shifts. I mean, it ain't no easy job, and it's not easy to get into either. No, that's a fact. And if it's something that you're not passionate about, it's no, it's no point in doing it. Honestly, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, especially when you spend your own money on it, so you ain't gonna give your full effort. Now you didn't waste thousands of dollars for something that you ain't even gonna get full effort on, and you might flunk out of anyway. Yeah, and then you got ninety five thousand dollar job waiting on the back end, and you're twenty years old. Go get that bag, man. Move out there, get the job experience one or two years, stack up your bread. And if you don't like it, go back, go to school in Austin. They got a great school out there. I would say how time consuming is a job too, though. Because you can have 95000 and take up all your time. So she's not able to focus on other things that she may want to. So yeah. I think you got to kind of weigh, got to weigh that out too. A job ain't going to be that time consuming. I feel you. It ain't gonna work, yo. Unless it's working your goddamn IT job or something crazy like that. But I mean, it's what's crazy is the higher you go up in money, the less hours you work. Most of the time, the the, the less tedious it is, I should say. Mm-hmm. So I, I nah, you always find a way to get one class in a school, or not even go to school, or just take a break from school. Time being, I don't know. I would just wouldn't pass up ninety five thousand dollars. I would definitely some job that. experience, especially in this climate we're in right now. Especially at 20. Yeah, at 20. I'm taking it. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you got time to rebound and read, read, you know, detour and do what you got to do. You know, this ain't, oh, I'm about to be 30 and this is, you know, nah, you 20, you young. You can go out there and How work the two years. How the did you get a $95,000 paying job at 20 with no degree? She, she kicking ass. I don't know. But if get, send me tips on that. <laughs> How the hell? I'm moving no to degree. Austin tomorrow. Straight up. Shit. <laughs> What? How the hell you do that? But I mean, more than likely, if I had to guess, and she gonna be in Austin, has to do a tech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tech. yeah, yeah. You can get you can get certified on Google. You you don't you don't need a degree. You can literally get certified on Google. Take a take a course or two, and and get on. And Austin is 
Nice place to be. Yeah. Home of the home of the tech as far as Texas mm-hmm. is concerned. So young money. Yeah, man. Yeah, young rich money out there, boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I say I'm actually thinking about getting out of accounting and getting my master's in it, to be honest, and kind of re engineer and detour like I'm telling you. So uh you know, it's actually a, you know, living living experience. But yeah, I agree, man. Uh, I think it is at some point and you still young, you twenty. Um, but we say it all the time, but most people don't really start living for themselves until they about twenty five, twenty four. But you got a chance to bypass all of that and start living for yourself right now. You know, most of the time when we that young, we are living our life based on what our parents want us to do, based mm-hmm. on what our homies want us to do, based on, you know, what our you know, OGs or whatever, even uh uh you know, professors want us to do. They mean, oh, you, you're you strong in this. I think you should, you know what I'm saying? And because we're ignorant and we don't know no better. And we, okay, pay what? Oh, we pay a lot? All right, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. But just like Kenny said, you can have, you can make all that money you want to. If you're miserable every day, it don't matter. Your, your daddy ain't got to look in the mirror every day. Your daddy ain't got to get up and put that nursing outfit on and go to work like that. So what he wants, I mean, I get it. His intentions are well. Mm-hmm. But shit, you got an opportunity for $95,000 on the table. He did his job. It's called a spade to spade, yeah. Tech so is the future too, tech and AI. Future. Yeah, so you know, at the end of the day, man, you gotta figure out what it is you you passionate about, and it's clear psychology, and 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 do what you gotta do. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's what I would say. Chase what it is that you want, because you don't want gotta wake up and do it every day for the rest of your life, and that's a long time. Um, but on that note, man, we gonna get the hell up out of here. Um, we recently got word that we should not be shouting out our social medias anymore. They said we are an established podcast. Mm. Out here kicking ass And that is very very unnecessary And they don't want to hear us do it anymore So Do you guys have any last words before we get out of here Since we're going to bypass that segment So well underscore fitness <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get my followers up baby Straight up <laughs> I ain't got enough yet <laughs> No but yeah I appreciate the love and support man um, Each and every week man We appreciate it um, I got to shout out my boy Mickey Wills Jr., man. Album Facts. just came out, the Golden Triangle Project. It's beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. Things with Todd produced it, and our boy uh, uh, George Young had a little piece of it. So he did some engineering on there, too. So shout out to all y'all boys, man. Y'all making shit happen. Yeah, they shout only, out to PA. They're only, they only missing uh... Kenny T. <laughs> they, they ain't missing a damn thing. I was, too, I was too late. I forgot I had to uh, record the recording session. Mm. The next time I got him. Next time I got him. But uh, I need a boy to send me his mama phone number to a daycare. <laughs> that shit is really stuck on my head. There's something wrong with that. It's going to be the title of this pod, Mommy Daycare. <laughs> Mommy Daycare. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Shout out to Mickey Woods, man. That, that first record that we came in with, record called Spell Off of It. So that's a little taste of what it's going to sound like. Super, super dope, bro. I hear kicking ass. Um, last words. I appreciate y'all. Um, y'all done, y'all done been riding with us through everything. Um, you know, Battle of Sexes is dropping this Friday. If y'all Patreon, y'all got it already. Mm. Go check that out. Let us know what y'all think. Um, Sleazeball U shirts so are on the way. I just spoke to the plug today. He is currently working on that overtime. So we're gonna try to get that out. Everybody that sent their addresses and all of that. You know, y'all gonna y'all gonna get blessed for free. Um, because we appreciate you know what y'all you know what y'all do for us every month, man. So matter of fact, shout out Patreon. And uh, yeah, man, we're going to be back on live stream this Wednesday. Brand new topic, brand new time. Um, you know, we're going we're gonna to try to see if we can get uh, Yancey and B. Taylor back on there again. I, I really enjoyed what they brought to it. It was a mature conversation. Uh, 
Hopefully we can get Kenny on there if he ain't working smooth, same way. Uh, and then maybe bring up a couple other things and kind of get a little panel going consistently every single Wednesday. You know what I'm saying? That would be just something dope, just something to look forward to. I know y'all been asking for it. Um, but outside of that, I, I think that's all, man. I appreciate y'all. Um, you know, they know we're going to get up out of here, break it off that new Vori album. Uh, album is called Lost Souls. Go check that out if you ain't checked it out. This song right here is called IJS. We appreciate y'all. Yeah, thank you. Great for everything. That's how I pray for. Yeah, last time we saw each other. Smoking the hell, last time we saw each other. You still won't smoke with me, and I'm tied in with your oldest brother. Yeah, lucky motherfucker. Hey. If I'm not the one you wanna ride with all day, I'm not the one you wanna vibe with all day. I'm not the one you take home and call back. If I'm not the one you wanna die with all day. Hey. I'm just saying. Here we go again, put aside my pride for your family and your friends, and your friends say I'm no good for you, you should decide for you, I ain't switching sides for you, baby. I just fucked on you last week, now I'm with your friend, so don't call me again, music to my ears sounding like melodies again, melodies of friend. So I drank in the city, got me moving slow, made back riding, I was cruising home. I gave you game only for you to know You should use it more Oh baby All the cash I gave you was for you to blow hey. Everything I told you was for you to know Yeah Told you keep it P, you took it personal Still fucking on your ex, I should be the first to know Baby, I'm just saying Don't call me your friend I'm not your twin Music to my ears sounding like melodies I can Baby, I'm just saying. Baby, baby, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Baby, I'm, baby, I'm, baby, I'm, baby, I'm, baby, I'm, baby, I'm just saying. Yeah. Too many drinks, I might call up Alicia. Hey, call, baby, I need you. Hey, call, baby, I need you. Cute face and petite ways she gets me every time. Every time. That's most my sign, I tell you dollar times. Tell me who's it for if it was never mine. Awkward silence, I'm like, never mind. I should just give it time.